0: Welcome, everybody, to the live edition of the uh, Break the Bell podcast. We are here live once again.
1: We are. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. Welcome to the Bell Tower.
0: Bill, I feel like it's been forever since you've been in that seat because I, I, I had to fly yes. solo for you for the weekend wrap up. I know, so. and
1: I appreciate that.
0: But, so. but we made it work, um, yes. as we always do. Um, you had some family engagements that you had to get to how was yeah. your weekend you got it was good it was done. really good
1: yeah went to uh, uh milwaukee my daughter had to dance up there and uh, my dad's family's from up there so i got to visit with them for the first time in like 10 years oh so, wow yeah i didn't realize it's been that long that's, yeah that's awesome yeah
0: so did you did you get to do anything fun did you get to go hunting or anything up I, there?
1: I, I did not go hunting um i did to get to uh uh Drink whiskey with my uncle. We well, I mean, that's I think we downed like uh, eleven to uh, twelve old fashions. Oh, nice! (laughs) That is like my go-to whiskey drink. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. Cool. I, I, you're over there playing with my my new toy. (laughs) I am. I know. (laughs) Like I'm like sitting here. I'm like, (laughs) um, are you ready to go live, Bill? And you're sitting over there like. And I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm playing with the gun here. (laughs) So I um, was able to. Um finally get in my mail my uh, yeah. permit to conceal so um yeah. just in time for this week, I was yeah. able to pick up here let me move this so you can actually show it off um I was able to pick up uh the pistol that I actually bought with my stimulus check like two weeks ago, but I didn't have the purchase yeah. per or any purchase permit or anything to get it so finally got in the mail just in time for today's episode, which is. About guns. Yes. No less.
1: Yeah, which is perfect so, timing. Yeah,
0: very convenient. Convenient yes. how that works out. So I ran to the gun store once I got my permit in and picked it up and ran yeah. back with it. So we had it
1: in time for
0: this. Yeah.
1: And I, I really like I like this. It when is told me about it. I wasn't you know, it's compact and I wasn't real sure, but man, it really feels good. Yeah, I like a, it. it.
0: It's a nice feel to it. It's not loaded, just so you all know. Yeah, He's not right. just waving <laughs> around a loaded <laughs> right, gun. We right. are responsible yes. gun owners. And <laughs> we oh, oh crap. Look, we we <laughs> We believe in gun rights. We believe yes. in um gun ownership, second amendment, all that stuff. But we also believe in being smart and being responsible. Yeah, there are people right. that should not touch guns because they they're they're idiots. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're one of them, I'm sorry, take some training or something. Yes. Learn how to uh, safely operate a weapon before you before you go out and Mo- buy one. Uh,
1: most gun owners I've met are very responsible. Mm-hmm. They they respect the gun. They, you know, they you know, they're good, but there, there's some. There, I had to go out to a. Um, it was a gun club. The guy wanted to put concealed cameras in because he said some of his members. Had been getting a little ruly, and I'm like, "Oh well, I can just put a camera here, a camera here." He's like, "No, they need to be concealed because otherwise they might shoot them." <laughs> well, didn't you say they were
0: like doing like somersaults? Yeah, they stuff, were like, like, like Yeah, they
1: were like going out doing like front rolls and coming up and shooting at the targets and doing like quick draws. And it's like, dear God, yeah. I, right,
0: I, yeah, I mean, there's there's a level of like training for like yeah. ac- action, and then there's just being right. an idiot. I mean, you know? like acting me, like a to GI me, joke. it's
1: like wouldn't you wouldn't you kick somebody out of the gun club if they right. were acting like an idiot?
0: Yeah, that's that's on the the owner of the gun club yeah. or the the gun range. It's like it's your responsibility to make sure they're right. being smart yeah. too. So, like I said, we are here to talk about guns today, which works out perfectly. If you're wondering what kind of gun that is, it is an M and P Shield Plus. So it's a it's a nine millimeter. Um, that's about all I got to say about it. Um, it's pretty compact, I think, for me. Yeah. And well,
1: the nice thing is it holds. Uh, what, 13,
0: right? Yeah, we're not going to say that just in case Uh, gun, <laughs> gun laws come out that um, bans I mean 1.3 <laughs> <laughs> It holds less than 10 rounds <laughs> I had somebody message me earlier and he's like, so how much ammo you got for it? And I was like, an unspecified amount.
1: <laughs> less than what you would <laughs> uh, think. Okay uh, <laughs>
0: is this the uh, <laughs> ATF actually talking to me? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. nobody asks another man how much ammo he owns. <laughs>
1: We don't talk to each other at the bathroom, and you don't ask another man how much his gun, holds. <laughs> how, how how much ammo you
0: have stocked up because it doesn't matter <laughs> an unspecified amount. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Before we keep going on about guns, though, we do have to uh, talk about our coffee fix of freedom, which I don't have coffee tonight. I was like in such a hurry after picking up, yeah, picking up that gun. Maybe over break. Yeah, that, yeah, we'll have to get some. I need some caffeine. Yeah, so um. This show is brought to you once again by Run Your Mouth Coffee at rymcoffee.com. It is the coffee of free speech. Um, as we say every week, if you support free speech and you love coffee, drink our Run Your Mouth Coffee at rymcoffee.com. Support businesses that support free speech because um, that's how we are able to keep doing what we're doing is with this thing, this this magical thing they call free speech. Yes. So uh, go to RYMcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by entering the promo code uh, BREAKTHEBELL and get free shipping on your purchase and also 10% off your order. So that's BREAKTHEBELL, all all one word, no spaces, and RYMcoffee.com. That about yes, covers it. It does. So we have a special guest once again this week. I mean, it had been a while since we had guests on. Yeah. So we decided to throw in a bunch of special guests. La- last week, we had Mark Clare of the Lions of Liberty pod- podcast. The le- legendary. The legendary yes. Lions of Liberty, Mark Clare. This week, we have a special guest. Her name is Carrie Sloan. And Carrie is a, I mean, for better or worse, a gun activist. I mean, she is a certified firearms instructor. She's a... Um, the, the founder of nonprofit organization We the Female, which it has the mission to arm women with education, confidence, and self-defense. So she's a women's like, self-defense advocate and a gun rights advocate as well. Very so cool. we're going to get her pulled up here in the next couple minutes right after the intro. And we're going to have, have some talk with her about all this fun uh, stuff going on with Proposed gun laws, executive orders, shootings that are going on, whatever she mm. wants to really talk about. There's
1: a lot right now that we could talk about. There so is. And it just happened
0: to work out because I messaged her probably two or three weeks ago and asked her to come on the show. And this was the earliest that she could make it happen. And it just happens like all these stupid shootings and gun laws proposals right. are coming yeah. out this week. So good timing for that. So like I said, we're going to get Carrie Sloan pulled up here in the next couple minutes. Um Couple more things before we get to the intro. Uh, make sure you check us out on social media. All over social media at Break the Bell Pod. Um, look up, um, what are you doing over there?
1: I was making sure our feed was good.
0: Oh, our feed is good. Man. Yes. Check us out all over social media. Break the Bell Pod. Uh, check us out on Facebook, MeWe, Instagram, Twitter. Um, the antinewslive dot the new and upcoming social media platform, yes. which is the social media platform of free speech. Again, we like things that promote speech, free yeah. speech. So, check out antinewslive dot com. Join that social media platform and go hang out over there. Otherwise, you can find us everywhere else. Um, we're gonna get into this intro. Unless you got anything else, I don't. We're gonna, let's let's do it. Play this intro, and we're gonna get try to get Carrie Sloan on the line. you. have a. Interesting conversation, I think. I think so. Alright, here we go.
2: What did you say?
3: You talking to me?
2: What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What
0: did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me?
1: Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did
0: you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me.
2: What'd you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk
1: to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking
0: about who are you talking to? All right, we are back. Um, just waiting for Carrie to uh, call us up. She said her computer just froze up, so she's rebooting it right mm. now. Good timing, which that always happens to us. It seems like yeah. something always goes wrong right before we're about to stream or start recording. Such as I forgot to hit record on that whole entire intro, so oh, um, nice. when I go to put that together for the um, for the the actual um, main episode that we release Wednesday, I'm gonna have to like somehow rip the actual stream YouTube video intro <laughs> for that so just making more work for myself because yes. that's what I like to do. you, you do You're so you'
1: workaholic I,
0: I, we'll <laughs> say that we'll go with that. Um, we like to make this thing bigger and better every time, and it sometimes it takes extra work because yeah. I feel like I'm not an expert at this video editing stuff or recording or anything like this, so I feel like I do probably 10 times more to make things look as good as they do than yeah. somebody that actually knows what they're What's, doing. Yeah. Somebody that knows what they're doing probably comes in and they're like, oh yeah, you just click, 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 there you go, and me, it's like yeah. six hours later, I'm pulling my hair out and trying to figure out what the hell is going on but once again like i said we do have carrie sloan coming on the show she's here now so i'm going to try to get her pulled up um, this is as i mentioned she is a gun advocate she is a um the the founder of we the female a nonprofit organization with the mission to arm the women with education confidence and self-defense this is carrie sloan carrie can you hear us Hello, I can hello. hear
3: you. Can you hear me? Yes,
0: I can.
1: Yes. All right. Awesome.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so we got you. I've
3: got lighting in here. We're going to try to adjust this. Is it because this lighting gets really blown out because I'm just using my I need a fucking look. I've tried to buy a webcam, but I'm intimidated because I try to look and see what I need. I have no like tech is not my thing. <laughs> I gotcha. And so I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: No, I, I so, we were just saying before you came on that. Um, I really don't know what I'm doing either. So it takes me like six hours what it would take somebody who knows what they're doing, like 30 seconds to do. So mm. this like I said, this is Carrie Sloan. Um, we we've already introed you. Um just tell us a little oh, about okay. bit about ourselves. <laughs> I well, what I said was you're uh first and foremost, uh, um because of the direction the show we're gonna take, um, you are a a gun activist and a um a female uh protection activist i guess um you're you're the founder Self of defense we- advocate there you go there you go i said all this stuff and then i lost yeah. my train of thought when we had all the issues with the audio, that's okay so. <laughs> so um i got my co-host here his name is bill you can't see him hi carrie so um you'll be able to hear him hey though. how's it going i'm well um oh. but tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into um being a crazy gun lady i guess
3: <laughs> um, as opposed to a crazy cat lady. It's you better. Know, I, um, are better. <laughs> I, uh, uh, it's true. I was, I went viral a couple of years ago. I've always been, um, a, a big, I'm, I'm a hard line constitutionalist. And I don't mean constitutionalists like these, like the bullshit, um, uh, conservatives out there that call themselves constitutionalists. I'm like, you guys ain't constitutionalists because if you were, you would not be Republicans.
2: Right. So,
3: right. so um, and so I'm big on that and it, I'm passionate about that. And uh uh so I've always been at my at the grassroots level here, very, very active and um vocal in, in gun rights. But when Washington state passed uh initiative 1639, and if you are in the gun world or own guns or uh, in any gun groups in any capacity, um it's uh it's not about um what those laws usually say, it's what they don't say. And so I spoke out about it as a domestic violence survivor and how those laws would negatively impact me. And it, uh, it went viral. And I realized that it was an opportunity for me to be heard um, for dom- not for all women, but um, particularly for domestic violence survivors and so on and so forth about the the disconnect about what some of these gun laws do to women disproportionately and to victims. And mm. it ended up... Uh, uh, putting me where
0: I'm at. So. Okay. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's Thanks. interesting to get a female perspective on, on gun rights. Cause you always hear a, a lot of the opinions of, <laughs> I guess you could call them like the, the toxic masculine men is what they, what they always like refer to the people that like, like buy guns and shoot guns and stuff like that. That's what, I mean, that's what they call us. So it's very, it's not very common because they, they relate
3: gun owners to penis size constantly.
0: Uh, yes, I, I guess so. I guess <laughs> that's what they're what they're going with. But um, it's it's not very often that you oh. find a female perspective on gun rights. Well,
1: and from the perspective as from a domestic violence survivor, I mean that that's I mean nobody thinks about that, but that's key. Yeah. I mean that's something that women, if they were armed, you know, would feel hopefully would feel a little bit more empowered.
0: You're you're heavily. Yeah, armed and BBC. that's true. And it's, yes. there's some like.
3: other. If I'm going to display my guns, I should display my guns. Although I've got a uh, Craig, I got a question for you. Mm? Um, I, I need to know why you stole your newspaper background from Dan at System of the Down.
0: <laughs> all right, th- this has been a lovely interview. We'll we'll catch you next. <laughs> now, <laughs> dude, my brother. Oh, is... Oh, I
3: see how it is. So, welcome to the my world. I've been I've been taking heat all day for calling people out. So now all of a sudden, this interview's over. Okay. No, I,
0: no, I, I've been. <laughs> I, uh, my brother has been trolling me with everybody who I have on my show because uh, we happen to come up with the same idea at the same time, and he happened to re- release his video like two days before ours. <laughs> and so Mark Claire, I, I think you know Mark Claire. He's in our chat conversation group that is where I met you yeah. through from yeah. the Lions of Liberty. He came on last week, and he gave me the same shit. So my brother is a troll. <laughs> um so I'm glad I'm glad you got to know my brother. But he's a good one. He is. He's a very good troll.
3: <laughs> yeah, I had fun. Well, you know, he had me um you know, he had me roast his ads.
0: Yeah. Yeah, how'd that go? I Yeah,
3: the Libertarian Party ads, he had me roast them because I, I do marketing consulting too. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. And um and and uh, I mean, honestly, there wasn't... I mean, the ads themselves, the quality of the content was great. I mean, there was nothing to roast on his part, really. It's what he was given to work with. But that's a whole different podcast.
2: Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. you know,
3: you mentioned the domestic <gasps> violence perspective. And it's interesting that you say that. Because if you're in the in the gun rights echo chamber, right? And this is... I take a lot of heat. I'm, I'm very unwelcome in the gun, in the gun industry. Really? Because uh, I call out everybody's bullshit. And that's, I've been dealing with that all day. So I'm curious to you know if anybody that's listening... To your podcaster that's outside of the gun industry, has heard about the scandal with this guy, Rob Pincus, and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, but because, um, and he's connected to Maj, and I know you guys know Maj. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm used to taking that heat, but partially it's because I, I bring a different perspective in, right? And there's a lot of great female gun advocates, there's a lot of amazing women in the gun industry doing some badass stuff. Um, one advantage I have over them is that I understand policy really well. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I understand how things are written, but also how they aren't written right. and, and, and the dangers. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm very well-versed in American history. I'm, not, I'm no expert and I'm not a historian, but I understand. I am able. I teach a lot of civics. I've come to find myself teaching a lot of, about civics and, mm-hmm. and, and educating people how bills are written and how they're not written and how to break them down to be more effective if you're going to testify against them and, and so on and so forth. So I've ended up in this lane that's a little bit different than a lot of gun owners, or excuse me, gun rights activists, um, because I, I just have this unique perspective. And I'm going to be really honest, I don't give a flying shit what any of them think about me, <laughs> and they can't control me. Right. And that's usually a bigger problem, is that they really cut them off because they can't control me and what I say, and they all want to control that, right? And it's usually the core of that. Guess what it is? Can I cuss on here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Go, go crazy. <laughs>
1: really, <laughs>
0: really. You get, it's you, always the NRA. You get the most pushback from the biggest um, gun rights um, advocacy supposed group in the in the country. That's surprising to me. It, that's so. Surprising. To me? Oh yeah,
3: yeah. I get it all the time. It's because I can't control the because they can't control me.
0: Hmm. I mean, what what kind of pushback are you getting from them? Like i i i'm not oh I, really well trying, versed I'm, in the nra so i don't know what they what they go with
3: that that could be a two-hour that, that's its own its thing like today you know i called some people out because i've been this guy is a trojan horse in the gun industry this this advocate in the scathing article this guy finally had enough tangible evidence to call him out on it and uh i people were like we need to you know get rid of these wolves and sheep's clothing and i'm like i told you this a year ago but nobody wanted to listen to me and they made it about something it wasn't and turned it into this whole drama but all the women's groups all this kind of stuff none of them want to have anything to do with me because they can't control me Mm -hmm. and i won't let them control me the best part is i never put myself in a position to need any of them yeah so it makes them nuts because they all depend on each other to get these one-ups and to to talk in their echo chamber and i'm like how are you giving speeches at gun rights rallies right i love to give speeches i'm a big i'm a big vocal i'd love to talk and and be out there but how is giving a speech at a gun rights rally about them not taking your rights away doing anything
2: right 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 it's not right
3: you're you're literally talking to the people that agree with you so i became a firearms instructor as well and i became a firearms instructor because i realized if i'm going to be able to get get to people Mm. i need to be able to get to the people that aren't already in the gun industry Mm. okay so i fight two fronts really in the gun industry one of them is in the industry i'm like look this is the y'all like the old guard needs to let that shit go and welcome new guard um and or at least you know build a bridge which is gen xers and younger right Mm -hmm. and they Mm -hmm. hate that right like you know the libertarian more libertarian minded and the younger these younger generations the millennials and stuff um for those of you watching a lot of y'all are uh you know you're more libertarian minded and very much like you're done with the bullshit and you see it for what it is right i love that and so i've definitely supported that and because because I'm too harsh and abrasive or because I've taken the side of these people that don't fit their narrative of, of how they think that they need to do stuff. it's I've been uh, ostracized for it. And guess what? I lose no sleep over it.
0: So None. is it is it because you're not, following like a specific political narrative or, or what exactly is it? Well, I'm not
3: a conservative Republican NRA member. That's part of it.
0: <laughs> I mean, that would do it. If you're not, if you're not a conservative Republican, then what are you even promoting gun rights for? It just doesn't even add up in some people's brains. Well,
3: clearly. Right. And that's, that's just it. That's exactly, that's you know where it's at. And, and that's like, you know, when I was telling you earlier, we were, I was, I've been dealing with this crap all day is I've been, I've been taking attacks from, from people because I'm calling out their bullshit and they're like well you this i'm like get the fuck up just like i ain't even i we could talk like i said we could take up two hours with that and i'm sure there's more important things to mm. talk about but at the end of the day um florida Carrie group um mm. on facebook in particular is a fucking joke and my whole thing just froze up so i don't know if you guys still have me or we if still got you. We got, you we got you yeah because I mean, my screen my screen froze up and uh the polite society podcast has a bunch of chauvinistic misogynistic men in it oh. and if you really want to create some change Go in and fucking annihilate them. <laughs>
0: well, that's, that's what I say. That's the, like the the stereotypical gun rights person is uh, um, a toxic masculine or male chauvinistic type perspective. That's what people think of. As, oh, but Craig, yeah.
3: hold on. They they think that women is, women are the future of the Second Amendment. We need to bring more women in. Women are the 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 biggest demographic of, of in the gun industry in all in all aspects for the last you know it seems like to hear them talk last 50 years. I'm like, so what have you done for women in the gun industry past making pink fucking holsters? <laughs> oh, nothing.
0: They just, okay. Want, what do they, what they so just the minute want... that
3: a woman comes into the industry and starts calling them out on their bullshit um, now, right. It's, it's just like in the, in the groups, right? Listen, gentlemen, for those of you that are watching this podcast and I'm going to start, look, don't think I won't call you out on it either. Right. Mm-hmm. So, this is where where feminism is important and 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 being a younger crowd, I'm guessing I could be wrong. Right. But my guess is your your main demographic is probably under fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> um here's here's the thing, right? That anti-feminist narrative is actually hurting women because, we're the because the feminazis are allowed to railroad it and and they and they're fighting back so hard that they're lit, both sides are literally creating the very reason why we need real feminism right. we're not fighting for rights anymore right right so i hate that the left is sitting there throwing their shit out there we need to fight for right what right what right do you legally have that that men don't have right Oh wait right oh right but you know what you are doing with your feminazi bullshit is that you're literally, we are missing, we are losing opportunities and being discriminated against because you can't stop with your bullshit smash the patriarchy. Now, ironically, there is some of that that does still exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gun world is just a fucking ripe speaking for it because it's traditionally a male dominated industry. Right.
2: Right. No. You know, but
3: that's the gun <laughs> world right. It's, it's the classic, you know, when you guys see these comments, because I get this all the time, I actually started screenshotting and, and making the memes uh, sadly where it's all women need to own guns we need to put guns in the hands of women so they're not victims sam colt made women equal all this all is just <laughs> right. as athletic as shall not be infringed i'm so fucking tired of seeing that in the comment section <laughs> but they'll also turn around and say um well if she was abused she, she should just leave or um it, she must like it if she continues to stay right mm, that right. kind of stuff well guess what I have had so many women or people that know abused women come out to me in DMs because they see me being vocal for women and domestic violence survivors in these groups, and, and I can't tell you how many that have seen those comments that are that would never come forward because they're like, oh, maybe, right? Because it's a deep, like, it's that's a rabbit hole of psychology, mm, right? right, when we're talking about domestic violence. So if a woman, and I promise you, there's a lot of them in these groups. And I mean, I get it all the time. One of them, she's become quite the TikToker, whatever that is. I'm old. Sorry, you guys. (laughs) And I'm still resisting TikTok. Oh, I Um, am too. But um, because she came out as a domestic violence survivor because she had watched me, and she had been watching me for nine months. Wow. And and I had no idea. And then she came out, and she's become this fierce self-defense advocate for women. Nice. So you never know who's watching that. And we as women, the minute that we say something, right, the minute that we come forward and start calling these men out, right? Mm. We're overreacting, oversensitive women.
2: <laughs> yep. So
3: this is where you men and, and ladies out there, if you're anti-feminine, you're in all your bullshit, right? Listen, <laughs> you're your feminazis or whatever, or you're, you know, you don't think you need men, you do. Because we, because ironically, some of the situation, you're creating some of that situation, particularly in the gun industry, because we still mean men sometimes because you have created a situation where they won't listen to us. Right. Does that yeah. make sense?
0: Yeah, No, it definitely does. You um... caught
3: me on a day, Craig. I'm just saying, like, this is either going to go really well for you or you're going to be like,
0: <laughs> Oh, it, it's okay. I, I had no idea.
3: Cause I'm pissed like this. I've been dealing with it all day. And I'm like, fuck all of you guys. Yeah. I had... <laughs> and I love how they think that, you know, they keep telling me I'm insignificant. I'm like, because I'm not relevant in your Facebook group.
0: Exactly. Okay. Right.
3: Okay, Grandpa.
0: Because you're not following their narrative, their storyline. If if I mean, you can be as um, much of an advocate as you want, as long as you fall in line with all these other advocates in right. their direction. Right. I mean, that's exactly
3: it. Or if I just stay quiet and and let the men act accordingly without calling them out and and holding them accountable. Yeah, they they, I mean, I'll send you some of the text messages or if you're on Facebook, I'll send you the link so you can read it. You're gonna be like, Jesus Christ. And here's uh, what's interesting, what you'll notice about the one in this one thread in particular is only I just recently one dude finally came out and and started defending me. Really? Mm -hmm. But nobody will say anything and do. And and, but guess what, gentlemen, we need you. Right. Women. Mm need you and ladies stop being assholes hold look i'm an asshole right craig's in a group with me so he knows i can be a total asshole I,
2: I, and i know I, you follow me
3: especially on twitter because i'm, I'm br- pretty brutal on twitter yep but um but <laughs> there's a time to be an asshole and there's a time not to be right and that 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 goes for everything um but Stop! Stop being assholes to your men. I like men. I don't want to kill spiders.
0: <laughs> I don't want to kill you spiders I mean? You're either. Just
3: gonna burn the house down. I got insurance, and I'm an old lady, right? So right. I'm over forty. So I definitely have a lot of insurance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, see you that.
3: Know? So and and that's so that's important. So that's a that's a call to action off of this is that gentlemen, anytime you see men being shitty or victim blaming or twisting shit around or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, I'm calling all. I'm calling on all of you men to be like, hey, man, you need to stop that shit. Right. Because you are not helping women's rights at all.
0: Hmm. No, I, I so
3: thank you for coming to my carry talk.
0: No, no, it's great. It's great. We need more people that um, that come out and, and like speak their mind. Yet,
3: but now it's time. It yeah. is time. It's, it, it's that
0: time. Um, no, we we don't typically get the female perspective on our show. So it's definitely uh, refreshing, especially to have somebody who um, is willing to speak her mind as, as much as you are willing to. Um, but some of the things that...
3: He says that
0: now. No, no. J- say whatever you want. You, I mean, we've said enough stuff that we're always wondering if this is our, going to be our last show anyway. So <laughs> we, we might as well keep on pushing that line. So...
3: I'm on YouTube. I'm like, well, I won't last long. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, one of the reasons why I decided to have you on was because of all the stuff with proposed gun laws, with the shootings and stuff going on right now. It just... Coincidentally, happens to always fall right about the time when there's a new Congress coming into session or a new president taking over. This this topic of of gun laws always comes back up. And I mean, the most recent one was this HR 127 that dropped literally January 4th. Like before Joe Biden even became president, it dropped just in time for him to possibly sign it. So they're they're really really pushing this um, this these new like more stringent gun laws than we've probably ever seen and then um, on top of that we're seeing all these shootings at the same time conveniently it always seems like when they start pushing gun laws they also start reporting more on the shootings right and I don't think I'm not a, like a crazy like an Alex Jones type conspiracy theorist to say oh these these shootings aren't real they're staged they're false flags but shootings, I think, happen all the freaking time. Like when they're, they're report, there's national coverage of a, a shooting on a street in Philadelphia. It's like, yeah, but isn't there shootings on the streets in Philadelphia every fucking night?
3: All the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, you notice as soon as the race changes, right, then then changes too, right? Oh, yeah, since, yeah. Right, as soon as the guy wasn't – as soon as they finally had no way of denying that it was a Asian hate crime and it was actually the dude was some sexually depraved pervert, right, right that dropped out. And as soon as the Syrian, which for me, by the way, was a beautiful example of how stupid fucking Americans are, a lot yes. of Americans, I should say, mm, yes. is that they assumed that this guy was the Syrian had to be brown. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm like, um, Jordanians, I got, I got, I got, uh, I was a blonde when I went to visit the Middle East when my husband was stationed over there. And my husband's like, everybody keeps staring at you because they think that you're a, a wealthy Jordanian because you've got pretty fair white skin and, and blonde hair. Right. He says, because that's where, Europe merged right into uh-huh. into the Arab world and Syria and all of that kind of shit. So I love the assumptions that are made.
2: Well, about I love that
3: kind of stuff.
0: I uh, love how you how you said about the the Atlanta shooter and the same with this one. How immediately the narrative flips and the right. outrage flips because it went from um, the, I, I saw I can't even think who it was. There was a Twitter post that was like. Well, of course they took him alive because he's a freaking white guy. Of course they're going to take him alive. And then like three hours later, right. I, it came out that he was Syrian. And the same person's like, well, it doesn't matter what his race is. He shouldn't right. blah, blah, blah. This is an outrage. It's just like, well, it didn- right. doesn't matter now. But yeah. when it, you thought he was white, all of a sudden the race matter. But now that you find out he's right. Syrian, well, race shouldn't matter in any of this. Yeah.
3: So the good news for a lot of the things that Trump did, and and, and I'm not I'm not a Trumper at all, um, but but I have to give credit where it's due. One of the things that he was great at, he was great at trolling people, mm-hmm. and he exposed an entire culture of nutty.
2: Oh yeah, on yeah, both yeah.
3: sides, on both sides. So I I love that he did that, and I have to give credit where it's due. And on the note of that, you know, you you mentioned um, that you know false flags and their fake shootings. I don't I don't think that's the case. Right. What I would not put past these people, particularly this last dude. Right, think about it. Um, he had an FBI. The FBI knew about him. He was in the FBI's radar, right? Just like uh, Nick, what's his nuts? The Parkland shooter, right? The, right? They knew about it. Right. He had an FBI record. So, did they get to him and make him snap, um, or bribe him and his family? You know what? What I and look, look. If if you're somebody that that would say that I'm uh, that thinks that I'm crazy for saying that, but you believe that Vegas was a setup, then. I don't know what to tell you, because if you believe Vegas was a setup, you should absolutely believe. And Vegas was. Vegas is probably Vegas. Yeah. <laughs>
0: still to this day. Vegas. Good, a
3: good thing my doormat says come back with a warrant. Right. So when the ATF shows up. Yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> for, um, Vegas is still <laughs> the one that sits in my brain as the most question. I think there's more questions for me on the Vegas shooting than there is on the JFK assassination. Hands down there. There's oh, yeah. so, so many my husband unanswered questions.
3: Does that, so my husband's Expertise. What he's literally, I mean, he's his umbrella. He's a paper pusher now, but in the military, um, he, he straddles like uh, tactical operations, strategic uh, combat mission. You know, all that kind of counter in the counterterrorism specifically field. But one of his areas of expertise was um, is, is force protection or or the physical security. So what he so in the private sector. The hotel or the the concert venue mm-hmm. would be the people to call him and show up a few weeks ahead to actually say, This is what you need to do, this is what you need to do to prevent this right. from happening, right? That's right. that's what he does. And he's really good at it. Um so he's watching all these videos and he's watching this going on. He goes, It is not statistically and mathematically possible really? for him to have done what he did.
0: Well, I I've said yeah, that. He, he just, says
3: it's just not possible.
0: Well, just um and this is getting way off subject because I had no intention of talking about Vegas, but that, that's right up my alley <laughs> of craziness. Here we are. Um, there yeah. was there's a few things I noticed from the videos I watched. One was, um, well, they talk about how he was running from room to room, popping off shots in t- multiple rooms, and it's just like there was like a basically a constant amount of fire going on. The the main thing I noticed though was it sounded like, and I have a military background, I was in the Marines. Um, and when we did training, which
3: was your favorite crayon flavor,
0: uh, um, blue, blue is my favorite crayon flavor, hands down. <laughs> um, anyway, um, no, one, one of the things that, um, they tell you is that with, with like machine guns or automatic rifles or what, what have you, um, you squeeze the trigger for like 20 seconds and then somebody else squeezed the trigger for 20 seconds. So you, you match the. So there's always a constant amount of fire and it kind of masks how many people are shooting, but that way the barrel doesn't get too hot. You give it a break to cool down and the other guy starts shooting. So there's that alternate, alternative fire. And if you listen to the video, I noticed, it sounds like there is two different like shooting coming from two different spots, doing that same thing, that alternative fire. Like it'll be like pop, 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 like for like 10 seconds. Then, then it, it, it switches it. It sounds like it switches locations because it sounds like it's coming from further and right. it's popping from another location. So that's what that yeah, there video was a there. Video that me. was
3: up briefly. That of course came down because all of it came down. That the hub showed me and he goes, watch this, and I had to watch it two or three times to see exactly. And he had to slow it down for me because it's like this, right? It's just five seconds or something. Maybe maybe a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And initially I thought it was heads running by the concert, the stage's lights in the background. And it wasn't, he goes, now watch. And all of a sudden as I'm watching, like you, you're seeing all these black silhouettes, right? Which are heads, right? Cause it's on somebody's phone, I'm guessing. And then all of a sudden you see this head go like this and it drops. And then you see flashes. So he said, he says, there's an easy way to solve this problem. Mm. He said, why, if you really want to confirm this, why not just release the autopsies with the trajectory of the bullets?
0: They haven't released those? I mean, it's I. That I,
3: simple, really, right? Yeah. Because if this dude really did do that, right.
0: They'd um, all come from that's the same. All you need to know. Angle, right? yeah.
3: They can tell you exactly where, yeah, how the angle of the trajectory of, of when, of, of impact. Hmm. Um, and of course they didn't do that. Very interesting. Right.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that. The interesting. other thing
3: that they love to do, and this is, and this kind of will circle, let me, let me slacky bomb this and turn and circle back to part of the conversation. Okay. Um, and, and part of what they do, and people sometimes don't catch this, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they said what, 58 people were killed in Vegas or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They didn't tell you that 58 people were killed specifically by the gun. Most of the people that were actually killed in that incident were trampled. As Hmm. people ran out which is part of what i teach in my because i teach a class that's that's not gun related at all it's about defensive mindset and it it gets me into a lane in in self-defense that starts women thinking about self-defense and also and and it's endorsed by sheriffs and and organizations that are not pro-gun because it it teaches people how to not need a gun to begin with Mm -hmm. and we talk about all of that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff like like the reason that everybody flipped out was because nobody thinks defensively with their minds and everybody ran for the same exits. Right. Right. right? So, and that's, and so everybody got trampled and that's why there were more deaths. They really had nothing to do. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, that's not true. There were people that were killed by by gunshot. Right. Um. That being said, most of them actually died because they were trampled. And uh, so that's why, man, like get a plan, always get a plan. Mm, right. But that, that brings me also to, back around to some of these other conversations so watch this right it's not just like you guys see that and i see this a lot and why people aren't making these connections is kind of irritating or talking about it more is kind of irritating uh or no i shouldn't say irritating frustrating and that is so yes you guys all notice that the that the gun um mass shootings Right. Because that language has changed from the 70s to now, too. And I, we can get into that in a minute. Uh, Bill, Bob, I'm sorry. Bill. What was your name? Oh, Bill. Bill. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry about that, dude. Um, uh, make a note of this. Put put a pin in this okay. so that we can we can stock you back to this in a minute. But um, it's about uh, um, about uh, gun control bills and, and and how people miss shit. Right. Right. But every shooting uh, and uh, the, the how the numbers change in the FBI. What what the definition of a mass shooting is, but um, all of these mass shootings, and and um, this was in the news quickly, and then it disappeared. And I actually have notes on this because I'm going to do a video about it, since especially now since it's disappeared. But remember the dude in Atlanta that was arrested because he had um, all this shit. Did you guys see the arsenal that he had that he was supposedly concealed carrying? Did you see the picture of that? No,
0: the guy that shot up the the salon.
3: Uh, he didn't shoot. No, this is a this was just a few days ago. There was a dude that was arrested, black guy, who oh, shit. was arrested, and because he had all of these guns and he was supposedly concealed carrying. But I have two pages here of conflicting um story. I have another page up here too of conflicting st- stories of from all of the news outlets about whether he was concealed carrying, when the cops were called, and all this kind of stuff, right? Hmm. So the, and then everything just kind of disappeared. Huh. But he also had level four body armor.
0: Okay. Which
3: and do you guys remember that there was a dude that was caught inside the or near the observatory where the vice president lives? Mm-hmm. And he had all of he had 113 rounds and 30, 30 excuse me, five thirty round mags. And everybody in the gun world is like, "That's not how it works." Yeah, <laughs> right? right. That's simple. That's simple math. That's not how it works. Um, and and he had all these guns and stuff. Right. That that got buried pretty quick. But every whether there was a shooting or or just these other two incidences. Every single one of these stories, do you guys know what the connection is?
0: The body armor? Level four body armor. No. I don't know.
3: Every single one of them, every single one of these in the past, what, two weeks? Has either the perpetrator or suspect or whatever you want to call him, either using or in possession of an item that is up to be banned or regulated. Yep or they're hmm. discussing having it happen, or it's on, on the, the chopping block in the local states. Like for example, in New York, and I think it's in Massachusetts, don't quote me on that, but I think Massachusetts as well. Um, both of those states have uh, legislation uh, being presented to ban what we like to call um, soft defense, right? Or, or body armor, right? Passive, right. passive self-defense um why would you want to ban body armor right Right. like how weird is that because they associated with the book boys and and that movement and stuff Mm -hmm. but every single one of these shootings or people arrested for in possession either had something that was was they they're either presented in one of these bills to to be banned slash regulated or they there's discussion about it
2: yeah it's convenient And a lot of people are missing
3: Mm -hmm. that connection
0: so you think it's convenient like coincidence you think did you catch that I, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I, I caught it with like the Colorado one specifically was an AR-15 style rifle. They say, and they just um, squashed oh, that no, 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 that no. proposed ban. went
3: up you on that, not not maliciously. It wasn't just an AR rifle; it was an AR pistol. Okay. What was the ATF drama just a couple months ago?
0: Probably ATF pistols. But I I do know Colorado ATF was. Pistols. Colorado was pushing to, or was had a um, and. Assault rifle, quote unquote assault rifle ban on the table that got squashed like a week before the Colorado incident. And then right. all of a sudden, because
1: mm-hmm. that was all over the news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They so, overturned
3: a law. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's
0: convenient. Yeah, so, a
3: while back, the ATF was doing this investigative work into um AR pistol braces and all this kind of stuff. And of course, the gun world lost their shit. And they're like, we won. We won. When the ATF backed off. And I'm like, you didn't win shit. They were intel collecting. Yeah. Like, I, like, what, what do you care? Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Oh, okay. So, so really you're the dude that would actually turn that shit in if they showed up at the door then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. Do you
3: really care if they know who you are, if you're really giving a shit about like stepping up and being a patriot? A lot of people talk about being a patriot till it's time to patriot shit. Right.
0: Yeah. And uh, I've, I've, uh, mentioned that on the show before. It's like, everybody is a gun rights activist and everybody's running out to buy it, buy the guns and stuff. And like probably 80% of the people that I hear I'm just like, dude, you would roll over in a heartbeat. As soon as they said, Hey, That's uh, right. give me your guns. Um, you you'd roll over in a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. I, I hate to say that. Yeah, and if you're if...
3: wearing a look at listen, if you're wearing a mask, if you're wearing a mask into the store simply because you don't want to be hassled, you'd turn <laughs> in your guns. Yeah. Oh, and by <laughs> the way, I just said what a motherfucking said.
2: Like, I know damn. Damn.
3: because it's true, right? You're also the motherfucker that'll turn in your neighbor. Uh, because you don't want them harassing you or picking on you or coming after you, well, spoiler alert, they're gonna come after you too. Let me. It's uh, gonna happen. And also, uh, on this note, since we're on this note, stop fucking saying that you lost your guns in a boating accident. I didn't lose <laughs> shit in a boating accident. You want it? Fucking come and take it. Come and take it. All right, right? I'll have to change you know, my. People verbiage. seem to forget that last year. I think it might be time to to have a little Pepperidge Farms remembers Throwback Thursday post where the ABC and CBS News lost their shit about america bombing turkey and they were they had exclusive footage of america bombing turkey and trump is a piece of shit and this and that and somebody was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait a minute and they expanded out the video and saw a grandstand to the side it was the fucking knob creek uh, annual gun sh- shoot that they have it might've been actually a year and a half ago now. Cause I think it was, cause COVID has me all fucked up. I can't remember. It right. <laughs> was like that year I lost. Right. But, um, <laughs> it was the annual Knob Creek range day where at the, at the end of the day at night, they do this huge demo where they do explosions and blowing shit up and, oh, yeah, and all this kind that. of cool stuff. And, uh, and I was, and I, I remember posting about that and I was like, uh, to those of you that, that, that say that the, the people, we, the people are no match for the government. Mm-hmm. may i direct you to exhibit a and that's one range <laughs> mm,
0: right right yeah that'll right, get that's us.
3: just one range yeah so <laughs> so i'm like okay so the but the more y'all say that shit right the more you plant that stuff right the more that you like and and, and it makes you it, it implies that you're afraid of the government and you're afraid of saying yeah i have shit that i'm allowed to have mm-hmm. right so stop saying that yeah stop it right and, yeah. and, and start saying, nah, you want my shit? Come and take it. And then sue the fuck out of the government. There's a lot of places that will take your cases pro bono. And if you're not members of the Firearm Policy Coalition, FPC, you can follow them on social media. I know that I'll tell you what they're on Twitter. I can't remember what their Twitter is, but on Instagram, they're at gunpolicy. If y'all aren't members, to become a member, it's super inexpensive. And these people are legit out there absolutely throwing it down for gun rights
0: so they're better than the nra you you promote them over the nra then
3: well they're different so (laughs) i promote everybody over the nra but it's not that it's not that they're even the nra like the nra does all this other supposed supposed advocacy and all this stuff Mm -hmm. no the fpc has some lobbyists they have some uh to do testifying and stuff but their real purpose and sole exist reason for existing Mm-hmm. Is to sue the fucking government. Like I have because nice. I'm suing the state of Washington. I have one of their T-shirts that says "Eat, sleep, sue the government, repeat." Right? right? And 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 they they have more open litigation than every other gun rights organization in the United States, including the NRA ILA. They have more open legis- uh, more litigation nice. open um, against them. GOA is also really good. Gun Owners of America, another great group. They're actually my attorneys mm-hmm. here to get 1639 overturned. But, um, they, so they're the ones, but I can tell you, like, if you end up with your guns taken away, they would be your, they, they come in and step in to be your lawyers.
0: Well, um, I'll get that information and so from you.
3: So stop telling it. So they're also at gun policy on Twitter.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I'll get the information from you, and I'll yeah. put it in the show notes so <laughs> everybody can uh, find out where to get this information from so um, right. they, they can check all this stuff out. I do want to circle back, though, to this um, H.R. 127 and get your opinions of this because I'm sure you have plenty of them. I've got a little bit of the verbiage in front of me because you were saying—
3: What makes you think that? Uh, uh,
0: because you seem to be an opinionated person. <laughs> just, <laughs> just throwing that out. Maybe? Uh, um, but. Like like you had said at the beginning of the show, um, pay attention to what it says and pay attention to what it doesn't say. So I want to hear kind of your right. your opinions of what this says and what it doesn't. So I'm going to read just a little bit here. Um, I'm going to pull it up for the other people to see. Um, I'm sure you've read plenty of it. I'm sure you know more about it than I even know. So, yeah,
3: I'm pretty familiar with
0: it. Right. So it says, that the thing I have in front of me says it was introduced on January 4th, 2021, it says, the bill establishes a process for licensing and registration of firearms. It also prohibits the possession of certain yep. ammunition and large capacity ammunition feeding devices. Um, it says, first, the ATF uh, must establish a licensing system for possession of firearms and ammunition. So now you got to get a license to possess ammunition, not just your firearms, and a registration system for firearms. Right. Goes on to say, in addition, the DOJ must establish and maintain a publicly available database of all registered firearms. So now everything is just collectively—it's not based by state anymore. You're not registering to your state. You're, like, nationally registering everything. Right. Says, next, the bill creates licensing requirements for the possession of firearms and ammunition, like I said, which— since when do you need a license for ammunition? Um, it says DOJ shall issue such a lic- license if the inv- individual is 21 years of age or older, undergoes a criminal background check and a psychological evaluation, completes a certified training course, and has an, ins- an insurance policy. So that's where I want to stop there is the insurance policy first because that one stuck out to me most because we talk about how um, um, like having to have a, a – ID for voter rights is racist and stuff but now we are saying that people need an insurance policy to own a a weapon a firearm well,
1: and it's insurance from the government that you're you're buying it from well, obviously i mean obviously
0: of course
3: right or a contractor
1: Right,
0: right. It's actually
3: going to be a contractor that's that's in bed with them, is what that'll be. Uh, which, by the way, I absolutely think would be a contractor that the NRA puts forward to be. To be really honest with you, oh, uh, on that. But um, a couple of things on that. First of all, that's that's like a modern poll tax. If you think about it that way, it's like a version of a poll tax where now all of a sudden, um, if you've got the money to pay to play, you can't. Right. So, mm-hmm. so this is my lane, and I actually they they, I testified against uh, a, a bill similar and in, in that respect. Um, to a certain degree in in Tacoma recently where I'm like uh, about where they wanted to tax ammo and, and just put like a, a a gun tax, right. In addition to all the retail. So kind of like a cigarette tax, you know? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Um, so the, the, The thing about that is now you're disproportionately affecting, so in my lane specifically, single mothers, domestic violence survivors that might be just out of their situation, right, that may not be able to financially afford that. But also, who is that going to mostly affect, right? That Mm -hmm. is going to affect, you know, people that live in the inner city. And according to the Democrats' own statistics, right, the poorest communities are the the black and brown communities in in the inner city, Right. right? So who are they really going to be limiting, Gun ownership, with right, it's going to be those people. Now, here's what people need to understand about 127. 127 had that was Sheila Jackson, that net job out of out of Texas, that said Mm. an AR weighs the same amount as ten heavy moving, ten full heavy moving boxes, right?
0: (laughs) Well, you are strong. this, This
3: little girl right here, right, weighs the same. Has 10 moving boxes. Oh yeah. You, so heavy. I'm like, so do you need to do some push-ups, girlfriend, or what? Because <laughs> this girl don't weigh that, first of all. <laughs> Second, um the so we know she's full of shit. But here's the here's remember we talk about what the like what you see and what you don't see, right? She is the only sponsor of nobody sponsored that bill with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. That bill is insignificant, y'all. Let it go. That bill has absolute. It's not going to go anywhere. That bill was a fishing expedition to see who would be outraged about what and what they would ignore and, and dismiss Ooh. so that they can look later to see what type of... Ah, let me get it back up there. You got um, it. Because I'm going lose a shit if I broke that fucking... <laughs> <laughs> EOTech. <laughs> On that Daniel Defense rifle. Up there. Nope. So, um... The uh, I I like nice shit. I don't have cheap guns. But (laughs) (laughs) I understand. But uh, she so the so right. Everybody's like, what are they losing their shit about? What are they not paying attention to? Right.
0: That's so really interesting that you bring that up because that's basically the exact direction Mark Claire went. Last week with our episode, he took us kind of to crazy town saying that all these little things, stories popping up from uh, – the one specifically we were talking okay. about was the, Biden's – The green screen. Yeah, the Biden green screen video that everybody was flipping out about. Yeah, I don't
3: buy that. but yeah. Right,
0: but he was just saying that, no, that's just a gauge reaction and basically, um, you know, like – Gauge the uh, the AIs that are tracking you to see who's going to get outraged and and say the most stuff and go against the narrative. So now that you're you're kind of circling back to a conversation we had last week about, hey, this bill is nothing but to see who's going to get outraged by this and see how you're going to respond and what they can get away with.
3: What have you heard about 127 in the past month?
0: Um, Jack, not a whole lot. (laughs) Um, basically,
3: exactly. But you're hearing you're hearing a bunch of the of the shit that it, that are now separate bills that were part of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Like the background checks. The background checks are the right. specific one that are because I, I've got a, an NPR article I was reading that just looking into it and all it specifically talked about was the background checks. It didn't say mention any of this other shit in it at all. So, what right. it, what do you think it is? Um, just, and
3: that's where the the Go
0: ahead. I was going to say, what do you think it is? Um, they propose something big and outrageous, so they can back up and propose something smaller, and everybody's like, "Well, at least it's not that bill." It's kind of like what they did with the stimulus right. that's bill.
2: Exactly it.
0: Yeah. It's what they did with the right. stimulus bill. They proposed like a three point two trillion, then they backed it down to like nine hundred seven, and and the Republicans were like, "Oh, that's that's definitely a uh, step backwards." So right. we'll get we'll get on board with it, and it's just like you propose something out outrageous so you can back up and it's kind of like um like bartering for like a car like um negotiating right. for a car they highball you yeah you highball it so they they come down to what you actually want
3: yeah and that's exactly it and that's why the industry blew up today uh is there is an individual who's very vocal his name is rob pincus about gun rights in the gun industry and so on and so forth and he's like one of the biggest faces and names he gets interviewed all the time and all this bullshit. Well, he had what a lot of people don't realize is he became buddies with Dan Gross, who's the former president of the Brady campaign. Mm-hmm. And today an article came out. And, and the reason I mean, part of I mean, he's under fire for that. But the other reason he's under fire is because he's trying to backpedal and say he didn't say it when he did. And he's done this forever. And this time it's he's in deep shit because I don't I don't think that I, there's no way out of this one he's he's a snake and so the fact that he continues to get away with it i mean he's like the turd in the fucking pool man that just <laughs> evades everybody it's just amazing but um but he uh he actually is calling for universal background checks from inside the industry so he has lost his like everybody's like losing their shit because this the supposed gun he's i've been calling the trojan horse forever and now we're seeing that right now right. we're seeing that even some of the biggest gun rights activists are now calling for universal background checks Well, there's a couple of technical things with universal background checks that people don't even realize, right? Everybody, I mean, and there's actually a lot of even gun owners, right? We call them the fuds in the industry. The, I believe in the second amendment, but people Mm -hmm. that believe that universal background checks or nobody needs an AR or, you know, whatever, right? That all happens. But here's one of the things that people don't realize about background checks. That is an issue, right? How many people have you ever met in your entire life that thinks that the government is efficient at anything? <laughs> Nobody, right? Ever, right? Never have Nobody's smart. So how efficient do you think they're going to be at being able to do background checks? Right. Right? right? Can you imagine the backlog? There were 8 right. million new gun owners last year, estimated. Yes, right. 8 million new gun owners last year. I mean, right? hell – so, so if you, from like, think about that, right? So however many, there were hundreds of million, what, like, no, I shouldn't say hundreds of millions. There was a couple million guns sold last year. I think 10, I, I have to look at it. it. National Shooting Sports Foundation always has those statistics. They pull shit from the FBI. You can look at that yourself. You can go look at it. Um, and, and anytime I say this stuff, by the way, I want, it's like, I say this on Twitter. I'm not saying it because I want you to believe me. I'm saying it because I'm encouraging you to go research it yourself. Mm-hmm. OK, so so by all means, yes, the, the FBI's website is a needle in a haystack. However, you're going to be painfully shocked at, at how little gun crime there actually is when you actually go to their website. Right. And, and look at it. But um, so right. the they the backlog of this. Right. So just last year in the states alone, there were people getting delayed getting their background checks uh done because there were so many people buying guns so throw on top of that now um that the the they're going to be doing that they already do it in all the states it's called the NICS system and the form is a 4473 and that's really not for gun owners because they already know that because background checks already exist but now throw on top ammo or any accessories or any of the other bullshit that they want to throw into this right so they're going to throw that on top of it so what that is doing particularly in my lane now is that is putting a domestic violence or sexual assault victim in a position where she is going to be delayed in being able to exercise her fundamental human right guaranteed by the second amendment to defend herself and particularly when we're talking about domestic violence uh victims right uh the the gun control uh zealots love to say uh, a domestic violence they love to use domestic violence and children for their uh for their Gun grabbing.
2: Uh-huh. And
3: one of their big talking points is uh, a domestic violence victim is five times more likely to be killed if there's a gun in the home. Okay? But you don't ever say by gun. Right?
2: Or, yeah, right. Because that's
3: not true. Because when they're most likely to be killed is when they try to get out of their situation. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there was a story from a lady named Carol i want to call her brown and that's not it it's b-o-w-n-e is her last name in 2017 in new jersey look this case up y'all she was a domestic violence victim had the restraining order did everything that she was supposed to do went down and applied for her concealed carry permit new jersey is a may issue state not a shall issue state there's a whole lot of bullshit around that right Uh, and for those of you that don't know what that means may issue means that the state says yeah if you give us a good reason, right. we'll give you a gun, but you better be able to prove it. And so she was in the process of doing this and her and they have so many days to do it in that state. I think it's 60 in that state, but I, I'm not in New Jersey, so I don't know what that is specifically. Um, uh, uh, Bill, if you'd like to look that up, that'd be awesome. But <laughs> but um, anyway, long story short, she ended up, uh, it expired and she had to reapply. So while she was waiting for this gun, she installed all these cameras at her house uh, to help cover her ass. Okay, mm-hmm. but what she ended up what ended up happening is the ex showed up and and murdered her, uh, brutally murdered her with a knife Damn. and cut her up, chopped her up, and it was all on video in her driveway wow. mm-hmm. from the security cameras while she was waiting for a gun. Wow. Yeah. So now every single one of you legislators, and I swear to God. If any of you guys, well, my Republican, you know, fuck your Republicans, because the Dan Crenshaws of the world, the Lindsey Grams of the world, all of these MFers out there are just as capable and have have mentioned red flag laws and other other gun control laws. So don't think for a minute that just because they have an R behind their name that they are in any capacity whatsoever going to be uh, defending your rights. First and foremost, right. second. That's one of the biggest things that people don't realize, and and people talk about the laws and the dangers of being backlogged and being able to defend themselves, but nobody talks about this specifically from a sexual assault survivor or domestic violence survivor and how that can impact them on a greater level of being able to defend themselves in a very real situation, especially right now when we're in a situation where COVID is letting all these MFers back out um, of jail and they're already going back and raping repeat or or murdering mm-hmm. murdering uh that happened in texas uh, well it's actually happened several times across the country yeah. people didn't talk about it a whole lot but where the which is sad but where the 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 women were they they arraigned these guys or let them out on their recognizance after beating the shit out of out of their women and then the women they once they got out right because men domestic violence survivors it's the how dare you put me in jail, right? Right? They it's it's her fault mm-hmm. that, that he's in jail, which is a lot of why they don't come mm-hmm. forward to begin with, a whole different conversation. But now uh they're already having to wait in a lot of states because of the Brady bill right. uh, to, to get their background <clears throat> checks. Or then, like in my state, they have their additional background checks on top of that. Um, all the backgrounds that are being all the background checks that are being done are already delayed because of COVID, because everybody's running at minimal schedule. If you end up throwing a universal background check bill. On top of this, now you're potentially having people that want to exercise their fundamental human right of self-defense, possibly months and months to be able to defend themselves. And that's bad enough. But you throw on top of that that they may be a domestic violence victim, and now you are literally complicit in their murder. And Rob Pincus and, and Dan Gross, you son of a bitches are just as guilty for endorsing this, and I hope you both burn in hell for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't like it. Thank you for coming up yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like you said you don't really hear it from the domestic victim right. perspective like people are always like well the second amendment was was for a, a, a state militia or militia. the second um, sorry. yeah for militia. muskets all this st- no it was for for protecting yourself and um i i'd kind of like to get your your take on that on um all the the people that do say that the second amendment was it was an antiquated um a concept that was in regards to militias or or like right. you said muskets um our state i've looked it up our state doesn't even allow a private a private militia and we're we're in Iowa just so you know which has some of the looser gun laws and some of the looser um other other restrictions and stuff we were one of the states that didn't lock down and that much during covid and stuff like that but then when i find out that our state doesn't even allow legally to form a private militia it's just like well then your, your argument that the second amendment,
3: how many people, don't, how many people are forbidden? That should be a lawsuit. You guys should be suing over that.
0: Well, like I said, because I just found this out two days ago.
3: Direct, yeah, that is a, dir- I would get in touch with FPC on that as well. I don't, I'm sure they know it. Cause those dudes are like, especially the founder of that, that dude's like rain man of gun law. Like he's mm. amazing. Mm. But um, that's a direct violation. Right. So what you're going to need to do, and I recommend doing, and I know a few people to connect you with in Iowa. Is but you're going to want to specifically try to form a militia and have them shut you down. Yes, it's going, you're going to need to put your neck out there. Bottom line, guess what? Uh, the reason that John Hancock's name was so big on the Declaration of Independence wasn't just an you to King George, it's because King George took everything from him and that was his F.U., right? Mm-hmm. So, so really, if you're really about patriot shit, start that militia. If they shut you down and, and try to, to, to convict you for it, then you sue them and you get that shit taken up to the Supreme Court. Bottom line, right? like mm-hmm. lawyer up like like throw your dick on the table and be a real be real about this shit if you're serious about it right, right. guess what that's what that's what being a patriot's about right you're going to have to take make sacrifices you're going to have to take hits that being said i'm reading a book and I thought I was just texting my husband to have him bring me this book because y'all, y'all should all read the background and history of the second amendment and and like I could go down a rabbit hole with it cuz the book is super fascinating but actually how everybody thinks that the second amendment the, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed is a uniquely American invention, and it's not. It actually, the roots are actually, in fact, in, um, from England, and the Cato letters, uh, Cato Institute, some of you guys may have heard of that, that comes from the Cato letters, mm-hmm. and it was, it's, oh, God, I'm glad I just read all this just recently. Um, I mean, I knew it, but I just refreshed my memory on all this last night. Um is uh, Not in preparation, just pure coincidence, but obviously meant to be. Um, they, they, they talk right. It's all of this stuff that's in there about that, and then it gets into a bunch of the the modern. In my modern, I mean, post uh, uh, Revolutionary War um, uh, political philosophers and professors and stuff that actually talk about very clearly and very distinctly that it is not about hunting and that it is in fact about the militia. You know, because it's we all talk about, right, and even the people are like, you're no match, you know, for them. Well, actually, talk to the people in Afghanistan and, and Vietnam about that, and I'm sure that they'd probably be able to tell you different. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. it comes down to it, that that's that there is a significant amount of information that's been written throughout history reinforcing this. And interestingly enough, some of it is recent. Uh, some of that has actually been presented to SCOTUS, where SCOTUS has actually ruled very specifically on the value of the militia. So it's super funny. To see that a lot of people seem to forget that because they don't go far enough back in history, mm-hmm. but um, it is ab- like even when the federalists, so you get me on my history nerd stuff now, right? but the but when the right if people forget right, the two first political parties in America really were the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, right? And the Anti-Federalists were the were the anarchists, right? They were the Sam Adams and the Patrick Henry actually surprised me. I, I, that was pleasantly surprising to see that, right? Um, but they wanted as very little government as possible. I mean, we—that's a whole other podcast. But mm. one of the things that most of the most significant people absolutely agreed on, because they didn't agree on a lot about the way the government should be structured, the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. And if you're going to read the Federalist Papers, read the Anti-Federalist Papers as well. But is the right to bear arms? It was the one thing that was non-negotiable on both sides. Wow. And that was super interesting um, to to refresh my memory about now that I'm in the industry, because I read about that years ago. But now that I'm in the industry, I look at it with a whole different perspective and how both of these sides were very adamant. And I would love to be able to study, like, when did that break down?
2: Right. right? Right. And I'm
3: I'm going with the Civil Rights Act in 1965 because um, the, the, the fundamental roots of gun control are set in racism. And some of the first gun control laws were put in place because they didn't want black freed slaves having guns, number one. Mm. But number two, and a lot of people don't ever acknowledge Native Americans, but California's first gun control law wasn't written to keep guns out of the hands of black people. It was written to keep guns out of the hands of Native Americans. Really? Um, And the only reason that a lot of the white people ended up reluctantly uh, arming black people was because as we were coming, you know, expanding across the frontier, right. Mm -hmm. And dealing with the savages or the native Americans is they needed them to help, uh, fight them. And and even though they didn't want to arm the black people, because they were shitting ass terrified as they should be of black people being armed against them after being enslaved. Um, the, the, the fighting the native Americans was more important to them, uh, than, than, uh, And that's, that's how they did that, but they did it through regulation and they wanted to be really tight on that fast forward to the civil rights act. And, and now you, now you're seeing where they, you know, they've literally took thriving black communities and, and basically oppressed them through policy and made them dependent. And now they've got them culturally convinced that, um uh uh that, that that gun control is bad right and in the gang, i mean there's a whole cycle to that right. and yes I, I realize i'm a white woman talking about this but i'm a fierce gun rights um ally to black and brown people Like i'm like over with guns everybody gets a gun you violent felon did you serve your time here's your gun right like mm-hmm. old west style give them their gun on the way back out it isn't my responsibility to decide who gets a gun and who isn't mm. my responsibility is to be better mm-hmm. trained than
2: right
1: yeah right yeah bottom line what... What are your thoughts about? Uh, is it South Carolina that has the bill on the table for, to make uh, everybody a militia? Is it South Carolina that yeah. has the bill on the law? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. South Carolina has bill on the table is saying that um if you're i think 18 or Look older or for 20... real
3: estate in south carolina sure.
0: <laughs> ba- basically what i was saying is because everyone um pushes these laws that hey this is for militia only so they're right. basically claiming that i can't remember if it's 18 or 21 that you are automatically instated into the south carolina militia so that way nobody can take your guns away because you're a militia man so i mean that is a breath of fresh air to me i think and it seems right? like
3: i because I'm moving. I'm getting the hell out of the state because of the gun laws. And I may have to look at South Carolina now, just saying. Because <laughs> that's awesome. What a way to, to crack that system, man. That's that's brilliant stuff. Yeah. And I'm impressed yeah. uh, with that. And it's and but it's true. And, you know, that goes back. Hmm. One of the, the big advocates of that going way back to pre-America was actually Henry VIII. As kooky as that that guy was, one of the things that he absolutely believed in was that the, the people <laughs> should be armed to protect to protect him, essentially, right or, or mm-hmm. England. And so he believed that every man, uh, thirteen and older, should be armed with bow and arrow and trained properly to use them. Wow. So uh, it depends on who's in control, typically. And this is where we get into um, get into like watching Republicans versus Democrats, right? Because going back through history with them, right, depending on who was the who was Parliament and who was the King at the time. Kind of controlled that narrative of whether they wanted the people armed or not sure. for obvious reasons and um and and so you know think about that right and and it seems very very clear but you know that obviously well democrats don't want us armed right well when republicans controlled everything why weren't they putting forward legislation to, to help it. protect those rights right. You didn't right. see it. Right. So, and just like Lauren Bover and her hypocritical ass right now, right? She ran on a two-A absolutionist and hell no, told Beto, hell no, I'm not take you're not taking my guns. And she ran on all this. <clears throat> she's sworn in and turns around and drops three bills. A couple of them are like about masks and Biden, and she's talking all this shit. But uh, and she makes this this commercial for. Um, for the NRA and, and I'm paying them back, for, I'm sure, for their, their bullshit. She causes this huge scene about her being able to conceal carry, right? Remember all that? Yeah. Right? But never once did she talk about no. the people having the right. She only talked about herself. And never once has she produced a pro-gun bill. At that point, Marjorie Taylor Greene did. But Miss 2 A absolutionist didn't, right? And so that prompted me. I'm like, these people are testing. I don't want to be a politician, Matt. I don't. Right. But they are testing me. And, and right. I'm seriously considering running <laughs> for office and the day that i'm sworn in i will turn around and drop a bill to repeal the nfa
0: wow i mean that that's that's <laughs> getting that's actually well that's getting shit done and like like you said you expect all the republican people that are are screaming right. for guns to be the ones that are making all like proposing all the pro-gun laws but nothing gets done right like right. it well, it, it's, it's like right. every other law. They all say, well, when I get in, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And like all this um, scare between Republicans and Democrats about like abortion laws, it's like what really has changed with abortion laws in the last 50 years? Really? Right. I mean, what you, so you can So here's what's get...
3: interesting is abortion laws specifically are at the state level. And I get really, really sick and tired of both sides referring to Roe versus Wade as the abortion bill. Roe versus Wade is not an abortion That that bill does not legalize abortion. Roe versus Wade, to to keep it super short, because this is off the topic of of guns, is a bill that that reinforced the individual human right of of autonomy over their bodies. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It had nothing and it just happened to be an abortion case that it was in relation to. Right. But that but the case itself, if you go back and you read the decision and the opinion that was written it had absolutely didn't say abortion is now illegal right it's bullshit yeah and so first of all if you're going to have those conversations those arguments i hate saying this because it's it's such a fucking cliche thing now to say on the internet but educate yourselves right Mm -hmm. if you're going to talk shit about something know what the hell you're talking about so most so when people are like oh my god that bill is in violation of roe versus Wade. no (laughs) it isn't the states have absolutely every right to do that do i agree with it no, like I'm I'm anti-abortion and pro-choice. Try explaining that to both sides half the time. And see that, what you get. I mean, you'll see right? brain because short circuit. I, I don't support abortion. huh?
0: I said you'll see brain short circuit if you say that,
3: dude. For real, it happens all the time, especially with the conservatives and the anti-abortion crowd. Like totally, <laughs> like they lose their shit. Um, do I? Do, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Mm. Right? And yes, I do think that you're affecting another human life. I mean, my girlfriend had a baby 21 weeks early. Wow. 21 weeks early, right? Mm. And that baby could have been aborted and she is that like, little hell on wheels right now. Right. And so I just like, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it Yeah, It isn't my business to get into somebody else's, right? It doesn't affect my life. Is it affecting that baby's life? Yes but it's not affecting my life. And believe me, I don't like that. Sometimes we have to stand on principles, even if we don't like it, right. if it's for the, if you're looking at the bigger picture. And, and so that's a hard, it is a really hard one for me as a mother, as a woman. Um, But, but as a constitutionalist and, and as somebody that believes in, in, in individual liberties, I can't, I can't pass that judgment on somebody, whether, even though I, I may or may not like it.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Um. That being said, a lot of the cases that you're seeing coming up um, are going to be tied into that. And this is where one advantage can potentially, it's a reach, but can potentially come out of gun rights narrative, right?
2: Mm.
3: And that is the, the um, what's his name, Becerra. And if you don't know about Becerra, you can look up like FBC has been arguing with uh, over Becerra case in uh, in California over guns and stuff. Uh, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but um, the um, he's now the director of health and human services, right? Something like that. And he wants to. See, the reason he was chosen by Biden is because he wants to spin the 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 push that's coming in for um, gun control to be, or guns, excuse me, gun violence to be a public health crisis. Mm. So they're they're trying to push, push, push it through the through the public health crisis thing. But if that's the case, if you get the right lawyer and you, you're getting those right things, now you're talking about okay. So you're saying that I can't defend my health. Right. 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 So there's ways to there's ways that that can be that that can be addressed. But um that the the when we get into these conversations and this is why it's so important to know it's like bills. It's like you're never. Look, they usually don't get shit done. Don't worry about the gun. I'm not saying you shouldn't pay attention to the gun bills. You absolutely should. And I'm not saying to dismiss it. You shouldn't. Uh, but right now you better be paying attention to that goddamn filibuster. Because if right. they lose the filibuster, now they're in deep shit. I don't think they're going to because I think there's enough Democrats that aren't off their rockers right. that they realize I would hope. that they would be hurt by that themselves yeah. because they've used it like and I don't remember the exact number, but in like the past 20 30 years oh, or it whatever was... it is, Democrats the... have used it like three hundred and something times to the Republicans using it like five times.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah even last year they used it over a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: So this is so I, I think that there's a few Democrats who're like, whoa, 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 we'd be cutting off our nose despite our face mm-hmm. on that one. Right. So I don't think that the filibuster is going to be lost. I, I really don't. What we need to really watch are any of the Republicans that may side with like, and I'm watching the Crenshaws and he's Mr. Shell not being friendly. Like, motherfucker, you support a red flag laws? Well, I ain't even trying to hear you. Mm-hmm. So Lindsey Graham's. Um, Mitt you know, anybody else that's up for reelection, see who's up for re-election. Yeah. Don't think for a minute that you can't push the issue. If you collectively push the issue, they'll back off where that really matters is in your state, because what they're doing is using the 10th amendment to take away your second amendment. And the more precedents they have for states collectively, then Congress is going to say, like with red flag laws, I think we have red flag laws in what 13, 15 states or something like that. Mm-hmm. If they get to like 2025, now Congress has the the ability. I'm not saying it's right, but they can use the narrative. Well, half the states want it, so we should probably do it, right? Right. And, but but the interesting thing is that where you have the most advantage and and potential to create change is at your state level. Yes. You really yes. do in your communities. So and and some friends of mine and I actually pushed back and now pushed out. A school board member in her community because he tried to posture up on anti-gun shit, and she sent it to me, and I'm not – This is in Georgia. I'm not even in Georgia, but we annihilated that guy using my social media reach and her being local, and he backed off and didn't get reelected. Wow. So don't – think you can't create change in your local area, especially with your vote. You can't. Like, no. focus there and don't let them get to Congress to begin with. Yeah, we've and had –
0: so many guests come on and say the same thing, like yeah. especially around the election. It's like stop focusing on the federal level; focus on your state and local level because that's where shit gets done. They
3: use the media uses all of that as a distraction to keep you distracted from what's going on at your local level. Yep. I mean, when sixteen thirty nine, we were out trying to get it uh, get it um, repealed, right? And so we were out signing petitions, and we were blown away at how many uh, gun owners because we were in front of like Cabela's and all these places. Um, i don't get into politics i don't get it we had we had several men you know old grumpy fuds i'm getting into politics i'm not dealing with that they went in to buy rifles came out pissed i mean like thermonuclear pissed because they couldn't buy their gun and we're like
0: thought you don't get into politics
1: though it matters now
0: don't
3: i said well and we're like guess what you you don't this is what i tell everybody you don't get into politics but they get into you
2: yeah Yeah. Yep. absolutely And
3: because you didn't get into politics because you weren't paying attention to what that law said guess what? Now you got to wait 10 days to buy a rifle in the state of Washington because you didn't want to bother with it. And they're pissed off and signing the petition. I'm like, but it's too late. You know what I mean? So, so people, you should really pay attention and here in Washington state on a few, a few times we've been really effective at keeping some of these gun laws at bay here and really putting pushback on them. But your state representatives are the easiest to replace by district. I get it. If you're in a bigger city, it gets a little harder, but, um, Those are the easiest positions to replace, y'all. Yeah. You know, shift shift the tide in in, in those numbers and and shift it where you can. And and it's a marathon, right? That's the other thing is everybody gets the short attention span about six months to a year before the election. And oh my god, the world's gonna come to an end if Donald Trump isn't re-elected. And my god, the world's gonna come to an end if Joe Biden is elected. Oh my god, we're all gonna (laughs) die. We're all gonna die. Where were you four fucking years ago?
0: Yeah, yep. (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's, uh, it's
3: where latest where were you six months? Mu- where were you two years ago? You know what I mean? So like right now we have midterms coming up right now is the time that you should be taking action and putting out information in your communities Yes. now. Right. And 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 stop like losing your shit six months before and then thinking, well, it doesn't work. Right. No, it's not going to work because you're just fucking lazy to do anything about it. Get <laughs> off your fat ass and get involved. Exactly. Otherwise, I don't want to hear you bitching. <laughs>
0: Well, Carrie, we are up for a break real quick. Um, if if, <laughs> if you're willing to come back on and we can piss you off a little bit more and get you to rant for maybe another 45 minutes afterwards. Um, the main reason I want to take a break is because my Zoom is going to kick you off here in a, in a couple of minutes and I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to have to cancel out this Zoom chat and send you another link so um, we don't lose you. But we generally take about a five minute break to to collect our thoughts and come back. So um, if you uh, stick with us for a few minutes, um, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. I'll send you that new new link. Um, So we'll just let everybody take a quick break, maybe get a drink because your, your minds are all blown by what Carrie's saying here. Um, (laughs) Because I, I I think I feel like the stuff you're saying about being pro gun is completely far beyond what people see being pro gun is Mm -hmm. like, it's more than just, you know, like like that means a
3: lot to me and I would love it if you edit this into a clip so I can post that. Thank you for that. That means a lot to me.
0: Yeah. No problem. Like even the, even the shit you said about, um, you're, you're sick of people saying, Oh, I lost my gun in a boat accident. All that stuff speaks to me because I've, I've said that multiple times. Like, well, if they come for our guns, I lost in a boat accident. I mean, it's the go-to answer, but what you're saying is no, no, you're, that's that there is a form of caving to what they're doing here. Um, so yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to break before I <laughs> keep talking any longer. So um, we'll see you right back here, Carrie.
3: I'm going pee. <laughs>
0: Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. All right, we are back from that break. Very brief break. We got Carrie Sloan back with us of We the Female. She's a... a gun proponent, proponent, a gun advocate. And she has a very opinionated about guns. We've found out already. So and knowledgeable. Uh, yeah. Very knowledgeable. Way smarter than we are about any of this. Sorry. Hang on just a second. I got to get my outro music away so I can hear you. <laughs> All right. I am not great at this yet. All right. We're back. All right. Go ahead, Carrie. I, I missed what you said there.
3: I said unapologetically. Yes. Yeah. Un- passionate about my Second Amendment right. And, and it's, not by, it's not even a Second Amendment right. It's a fundamental human right that's guaranteed by by the Constitution and the Second Amendment.
0: Right. And you say unapologetic. I feel like there's enough people out there that are like, well, um, I like my guns. You don't like guns. I'm just going to keep to myself about it. And it seems like you are not that type of person that's going to just keep to your yourself about um, gun rights.
3: No. And because the that makes you complicit,
2: right? Yeah.
3: If you're a gun owner— you don't agree with the gun laws and you don't support everything that's going on and all this kind of stuff and if that's my computer i've got some weird goofy stuff going on on my computer so i'm sorry if you guys keep hearing a a noise in the back i literally cannot find it what whatever gremlin is in my computer (laughs) i can't i can't find it so i apologize um no because to me it's that whole and just like i'm so inflammatory right i'm I'm actually blacklisted a lot like i've talked about before in the gun industry and the community, because I'm so vocal, um, not just about the rights, but about the people that that um, that allow enablers and, and and don't speak up and so on and so forth. I call them out too, um, because it's it, if you're the person that doesn't say anything, you don't get involved or whatever. You're you're complicit. Bottom line,
2: right? And, yeah. and because the
3: louder people are collectively, is when the government backs down. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like the mask thing and those people that wear masks because they're, they don't want to cause a house. I'm like, you are literally the person that will write out your neighbor. I would never, yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you would. Right. Bottom line. Yeah. And so, and, and people don't like hearing that. It, it makes a lot of people mad, but that's, that's an uncomfortable truth. And, and so we need to, we need to make sure that like, if it's really about your right, like right now, the people controlling the gun rights narrative are ultra conservative um, Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. And and I literally said at dinner with people that have said to me, gay people shouldn't have guns because they're mentally ill and black people shouldn't have guns because uh, they're um, all the crime happens in their cities. I had to grab my teenage daughter and physically push her back down into the chair because she shot up over the table at the guy. Let's just say that was the last time I had dinner with them. Yeah, Yeah. that was a couple of weeks ago. But but he's a lifetime NRA member. And even though they're like gun rights for everybody, no, 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 they're gun rights for everybody. If the gu- if they get to control what that narrative looks like, right, right, I've right. literally sat and watched the NRA uh, lobbyists sit with with Washington state uh, uh, elected representatives and write compromises mm-hmm. into shit.
2: No, I,
1: right? I believe it. The NRA's always kind of seemed like bullshit to me.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, here's what's sad about the NRA, right? Before I was in the industry, right? Before I was in the world at all, the gun world, I was like, get rid of the NRA, fuck the NRA, they need to go. And so i have a really really unique perspective on that i don't feel like that um because once i got into the industry i began to see a lot of the stuff that they do that people don't don't know that they do and i'm not gonna i mean i i'm not gonna waste our 45 minutes right 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 but um so and, and i started learning the structure of it and i started and i really took time to educate myself and I realize that it's the NRA itself doesn't need to go. The entire executive board, which is LaPierre and all of his cronies, they need to go. Mm-hmm. And they need to be completely removed. And then the entire organization needs to be restructured. Yeah. But because they're such control freaks and because they want to control the narrative so bad, they can't let this shit go. Well, they're losing membership left and right. Um, people are, are are getting rid of their memberships. New members aren't coming in, all because of um, because of their attitude about this, and because they won't get rid of La Pierre. Um, it's like I love how Oliver North, like when when he was there, La actually threatened him. A lot of people don't know this from the outside, but. La Pierre, the this was a big to-do, everybody knew that that because it made national news that Oliver North left as the president of NRA, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's because a bunch of stuff had come out about LaPierre being um, you know, how he was spending money and so on and so forth. And and Oliver North wanted him gone. And LaPierre's like, if you dare try to, he tried to blackmail him, and Oliver North was like, and took off on his own. So, you know what I mean? And I'm not going mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not supporting Oliver North. I'm just saying at least he had some fucking integrity to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, mm-hmm. so I, I, they have become such a voice and a brand for better or worse for guns. that I have literally had, I own a day spa. My, my past life was, was uh, 25 years in the beauty industry. Okay. And uh, I, I still own the salon and, and I'm in there one day a week, kind of. But I, I have a client who came in who was ultra, ultra right ring, MAGA job, gun owner, all this kind of stuff. And when I told her I wasn't an NRA member, she looked at me confused. And I said, what, 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 what do you, I don't understand why you're confused. And she said, what do you mean you own a gun and you're not an NRA member? She legitimately thought that I had to be an NRA member to own a gun.
0: Oh, what? wow. That, that says a lot about the, um. The knowledge, the branding, of, yeah. Well, and the the knowledge of, or lack of, or lack of knowledge of um, the general public right. when it comes to gun gun rights and gun laws and right. things like that.
3: Right, and so this is, and so the for for from the anti gun side, and from the pro gun side, um, I mean, how many people? Right, people forget the gun community, whatever that means, or the suit two a community, or whatever that means. People, it, it, people in the gun world forget that we're about 1% of the gun owners in America, right? That like 30, right. Of the, what we're sitting at approximately 109, I think is way higher than that. I think, I think we're closer to half, but, but easily it's safe to say based on statistics of, of what we know that's purchased 33 to 30 or to 40% of Americans own, own some sort of firearm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a lot, right? And so for better or worse, the NRA and and the anti-gunners, right? Because they're they're part of this, right? The especially the moms demand and Shannon twats and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <They're>... <laughs> what? No, j- keep going.
0: We, no, we, you're we good. Like she's it.
3: buddies with you know she because she's buddies with Cunt Mala,
2: yeah, <laughs>
3: <The laughs> Vice President, right? So um, I love that word, by the way. <laughs> but uh, they the, they have also branded it right that the NRA is is like gun owners are the NRA. So, if, if, whether you like it or not, we we have to understand that, to a certain degree, that branding has is, is, is said something, right? Right. And right. if you get rid of it, there's going to be from the from the people that are pro gun that don't know the difference. And I, I have a feeling there's a hell of a lot more of them out there than we even realize. You get rid of it, then right? What's that that fatalist domino effect, right? Right. Mm-hmm that begins to happen, well, if they're gone, I, we might as well stop, you know, we might as well give up. Now, is that a little extreme? Yes. So is them thinking that they're all gonna start knocking on everybody's doors right away and, and showing up. That's not how they're gonna do it, you right. know what I mean? It's gonna be way more subtle than that. So I'm, I'm not, an I, I actually, the hubs and I renounced our membership, we got rid of it um, before I was even in the industry because we didn't like the direction it was going. Um, and I'm not a member and I don't plan to be a member. Mm-hmm. Um anytime soon. I, I do whether I like it or not, see that there is some benefit to it being out there. Um, it just that whole conversation needs to be changed
2: right. about
3: what that looks like. So um it's frustrating to me that they get to control the gun rights narrative. And more importantly, what frustrates the hell out of me is that it's the people in the um in the in the the gun rights advocacy world like they, they're predominantly um like like in their echo chamber right they're mm-hmm. they're all NRA like right. zealots right. so we have this event every year that's put on by the Second Amendment Foundation and it's called uh the gun rights policy conference where like shot shows the big convention that everybody loves to go because they get to see new guns and party and all this kind of stuff grpc is the policy version of this right where people go in to talk about the policy the legal shit that's going on activism so on and so forth and the last one, they they did, it was virtual last year, like everything. Uh, but the year before, it was in Arizona. And they, this, this is how old school these fuckers are. They, one of the dudes gets up to give like the welcome speech. And he literally says in his speech, wearing his gold jacket, gold jacket means that you've donated a million dollars or more to the NRA.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And says, ladies, thank you for being here to support your husbands. Oh, dear oh, God. Oh, my no.
0: God. Well, that's so what I
3: wasn't there when that happened. I heard about it later. People sent it to me in video and stuff. And they said, were you in there? I said, Oh, oh. <laughs> if I, if I were in there, yeah, would have known because they'd have been cuffing me and dragging me out
2: because
3: <laughs> like, I would have stood up because nobody, but this is the thing, right? All those women and even some of the liberal gun owners that were in there, because there were some liberal. nobody stood up and said shit.
0: Wow that that's insane no, we don't want to cause a
3: fight you better start fucking getting loud yeah. you better start fucking fighting and you better start standing up not just against the people that want to take your guns but against these son of a bitches in the industry that want to continue to tell you how you should be fighting for your guns yeah Fuck them too
0: yeah like i, I
3: and, and i'm sick of it
0: i wanted to say in the first half when you were talking about um being a female in the industry and how um, it's the whole male chauvinistic thing and how they're they're saying oh oh the the women are the like the future of gun owners or future whatever of the guns yeah. future two A but but what it seems like and now that you said that is they just want a pretty face to hold a gun just to you right. know like pretty much y- yeah. w- women sell
1: you know yeah, right. um,
0: well, so look at that women fellas
1: isn't that sweet yeah. You know? <laughs>
3: And look, listen, listen, boys, let, let me just be honest, right? I don't do this because I want to be a celebrity in the gun industry. I don't do this because I want to be famous. I don't do this for any of that shit. I do it because I genuinely want to educate and inspire people to get involved and create change. Yeah. If I wanted to be famous, I have giant tips and I have great guns. And I don't mean, I don't mean, I don't mean guns. I mean, you know, I mean guns, right? Right, right. So Uh, If I wanted 100,000 followers, if I wanted to be paid for sponsors, if I wanted that life, I'd have it Mm -hmm. because I would just show my tits and hold a gun. But that's (laughs) not what it's about. And I've got some great pictures of me holding my uh, clearly the picture that you, (laughs) which I did on purpose to inflame the fucking industry, because that was my response to Kamala Harris, which, by the way, I'll send you the video if you'd like it. I'm one of the only people on camera. Turns out I did not know this. Until somebody pointed it out to me uh, recently, but I'm one of the few people that's actually on uh, video confronting Kamala Harris about red flag laws. Really? Mm-hmm. I'll send nice. it to you. I'll all send right. To you right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll yeah, play. it's
3: so. But but the you know so I don't. That's not why I do it. But they all. It's 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 unless they can tell you how you should do it, right? Or if you call them out on on being complicit with somebody's behavior right they can't handle that Their fragile male egos especially can't handle that and the women oh no no forget mm-hmm. it i'm not ladylike enough for them
0: mm, right right right
3: this is why i don't play with you ladies because you're stupid <laughs> i don't want to deal with you
0: so you yeah. okay, guys excuse me so you were talking about like percentage okay? Craig, yeah are you I, right I, i'm dying uh, you you've are seen you me exa-
3: you drink like do you want some bourbon
0: I, i do actually but i won't be able to make it through the show i will pass out on my desk and bill will be left to click the buttons and he doesn't want to do that um no um you were talking about like the percentages of gun gun owners in the United States, and how you think it's actually underinflated of what it's supposed to be. I've got some percentages here from a, a quote from Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, and t- I I pulled this quote up just because I wanted to see how pissed off you get by this quote. Um, Chris it's Murphy, like you need
3: anything to inflame me? Come <laughs> on,
0: <laughs> Chris Murphy said um, in response to like all the gun laws that are being proposed and how, um, the filibuster is keeping at the 60% that they're never going to get. Um, but Chris Murphy is quoted as saying, democracy dies when things that have the majority support in Congress and the support of the president and 90% of public support, but can't be law. Democracy dies because 90% of the public apparently want these proposed gun laws.
2: Okay.
3: Um, I would like to know of the 90% of the people that they, that he pulled to get the statistic, mm-hmm. um, 90% of how many people were pulled, right? 10.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. hundred. And where did Five? he get his sample from? <laughs> that would be my question. And did
3: you, did you go to LA or San Francisco? Right. Yeah. Right. So first of all, that's, I, statistics make me nuts, right? I was a debater. I'm sure you're shocked in high school. Um, and in college, and, and so I, I know how to play that shit really well um, and, and understand that stuff. So that's why I like to go right to sources, and again, they can still be manipulated, but if you go to the FBI's website, the way they have it broken down is actually really good, because it is so broken down into so many categories, it's overwhelming, which I think that's part of why they do it, to make it hard to, to, to read it. But right. um, but those are the most accurate statistics that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, But First and foremost, I mean this this doesn't even play to my gun rights um knowledge. This plays to my passion for civics and understanding uh and understanding civics in American history. And I get in fact I watched a friend of mine because I called him out on his post um because he's ultra conservative dude. I train with him actually regularly. And he called it a democracy. And said, Except we're not a democracy. Mm-hmm. We enjoy some of the benefits of democracy under our constitutional republic. So first and foremost, whether you are, no matter what your political affiliation is, you need to get that out of your mouths. We are not a democracy. Right. I absolutely, so therefore, we do not have mob rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so fuck your 90%, Mr. <laughs> What's-his-name?
0: Uh, Chris, Chris Murphy. Whatever, yep.
3: Senator whatever, and shove it up your ass. Because um, all of you Democrats that keep pushing, and Patty Murray, I'm talking to you, uh, Miss. Miss man, woman up here in Washington state um, and cut and and the rest of you, we're not a democracy. Okay. First and foremost. So let's, so the fact that all of these, especially the Democrats keep doing this, this is a, this is a programming thing. Mm -hmm. Did you see that tweet? I actually tweeted about this because I finally were like, this is, this is being done on purpose. This is trying to make people believe that we're a democracy so that they can begin and they're playing on people's ignorance and so that they can they can act the way that they want to and and manipulate people the way they want to. And they know that the people are not um, educated. And and they, what's even worse and more pathetic is that they know that they're not going to take the time to educate themselves.
0: Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Because it's too inconvenient to actually reach it for yourself these days. Yeah. Um, you let the you, you let the experts handle that because that's that's how we do things. You trust the science. You trust the experts. You trust all those people that were putting those. Right high positions for a reason because they're smarter than us like uh gavin newsom that said um well well we're not going to release this information because it's too complicated for the general population to understand so um once they have us believing that it's too complicated for us to understand well then we have to trust them because they're the
2: experts
3: yeah well and this has been planted years ago or like decades ago right and people don't realize this you know they i mean um they, I know they don't teach civics anymore. Some, I guess, from what I understand, some schools do, um, but for the most part, they don't teach civics anymore. That's that's been done on purpose, and you know, they they really don't get into depth about a lot of what's going on with um, in school. So this has been set up for a long, long time. And and uh, I was on Ben Stein's. I was I was uh, grateful to get that dude's like that guy's brain is just beyond me wow is he amazing yes. yep um but i got to be on his podcast and i actually um do you did you see that craig where i there was like you just shut down ben stein i'm like
2: I'm <laughs> right because he was I, I i didn't agree
3: with him and right. what's great is he was like you're right because he went after the teachers and now the teachers are cracking this and i said uh with all due respect sir i disagree with you because this is really ultimately at the end of the day this is parents Mm -hmm. And this is parents who have been programmed to be lazy for for, out of many reasons. Right. Divorce culture. And I mean, you really want to go down the rabbit hole. Right. People can talk about the divorce culture and and perpetuating that. And, and, you know, uh, children being raised by the TV and so on. Right. But at the end of the day, uh, it's like I was watching. For example, I was watching on Facebook for a while. I love to troll some of these people. Just if I'm like, it's rare that I have spare time. But I got especially in like the new my local news. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is one of my favorite things to do to just absolutely make these people snap. It's fucking hilarious, but um, <laughs> I'm kind of petty sometimes, but they, these women were losing their, I don't even remember where it was, but they were losing their shit because their school board said that they're not going to do X, Y, Z. Mm. And their superintendent said they're not going to do X, Y, Z. And I, and I laughed and I said, and I, I said, I'm literally typing this and laughing at you right now because you're bitching about. A group of people that you have fucking control over. Right. Hmm. You, ele- well, I can't, the, the school board appoints the superintendent and you elect the fucking school board. Right. Right. So I was telling, so this is what I was talking to so stein. I said, I, I gave him that backstory. I said, no, 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 this is parents being lazy and not wanting to get involved with their kids' education and holding the school boards accountable. And like I said before the break, where my friend down in, in Georgia, how we, like that dude's gone now. Like mm-hmm. he tried to posture up. He was looking for support. I'm like, dude, you're not in Atlanta proper in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in one of the reddest counties trying to pull this anti-gun bullshit. And I exposed him on his social media. I posted it on the school board social media. I'm like, who do you think you are, right? And I'm not going to get into that. It was a long convoluted thing over an annual luncheon event from a, from a sports store down It's sporting goods store down there. <laughs> and then she and her friends went down to the school board and sat in the meeting and like blew him up. And guess who didn't get reelected? So I'm like, I, and so Ben, Ben Stein was like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, this like, we're we're blaming teaching more. And we are not holding the school boards accountable who then have therefore uh, allowed the unions to push the agendas. Mm -hmm. And then they're they're And the, the unions are being pushed by politics, right? Like right now, I love seeing some of these headlines. They crack me up where it says the schools won't reopen because the, the unions won't i'm like that's it right there operative word right. is unions yes the school unions are the ones that are literally like it, honestly if i because i know teacher, some teachers are like i want to go back to school okay like get rid of your union yes yeah. have your school board hire non-union uh, um, teachers yeah. Right. like if, if i were a teacher i'd be pissed at my union leaders because they're absolutely exploiting the shit as most union leaders do, mm-hmm. um, of their of their uh, people that they're supposed to be representing, because for them, it's all about power and control. Like I like the like all these pipeline workers are pissed off. Right. But remember that Time magazine article that came out that nobody wanted to read because it was so long where they literally told you how they stole the election. Yep. We did they a whole episode. We did and a- one of them was that the AFL-CIO was in on it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yep.
3: I'm like, they, they did this to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did an entire episode just on that article, breaking down that article because that article pissed us the fuck mm-hmm. off <laughs> so bad.
3: It should, but people are too fucking lazy to read it. And and the reason that they did it is because they knew that that they'd already done it. It was done deal, right? Yeah. So that they knew, and and they knew that they were going to get away with it. And look at do you see how much do you seen? Well, I guess there are still some lawsuits pending in some states and yeah. stuff over the election, but it doesn't matter now.
1: No, I, right. I posted it and people they st- they are giving me shit. They're like, "Oh yeah, because Trump won and you know, all this." And I'm like, "Did you read the article?" And they're yeah. like, "Yeah." They they didn't even respond. Yeah. I'm like, "Read the fucking article before you even start talking about it."
0: But they they did it to pro- protect the fragility of democracy. Is what it came down to. It's just right. like democracy is too fragile for uh, it to be left to the, the devices <laughs> of the people. Ironically, so we I, have. It to-
3: was something- paraphrase this because i don't remember but wasn't it something like it was too fragile to be left to to basically ignorant people like, yes I mean, yeah. it, it was literally yeah, that a was slap in the it. face to americans and how stupid they were yes yeah.
0: that's exactly and what
3: it was look I, I look i'm really torn between raising a militia and buying 500 acres and just you know like living off grid and saying fuck you to the government mm-hmm. and or maybe i should just do both and then raise a bunch of trash pandas to be my militia because
2: they're <laughs>
3: You know what I mean? And uh, I, you know, the bears and vegan turtles, I don't know. But I mean, I'm just, I'm done, right? Yeah, it's just right. like, at some point, and this is like in the gun rights world, right? It gets exhausting saying the same thing over and over again. And I swear to God, I am that person that if you put shall not be infringed, I, I've i gotten to the point where I comment, I say, everybody reading this, literally, everybody reading this comment thread knows that.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Like your advocacy, right. like that is not, you're not being an advocate with that shit. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm yeah
3: like you're not like there's nothing about you being an advocate by saying shall not be infringed or what part of the constitution you know don't you under right bear arms And like you're a fucking walnut stop <laughs> like you're irritating the shit i mean that shit irritates me
2: yes. and
3: that, but that's it right that's what people want to do like that's that's the extent of their advocacy that's the extent of, yeah. of how much they want to get involved and then they're all pissed off when when you know well i can't get off work okay then if you look look it if you're legitimately in a position where you can't get off work, you don't have the time to go. There's a hell of a lot of organizations out there, including my own, I'm just gonna throw that out there, that you am a nonprofit that you, the, we the female is that you can donate to that's actually out there doing work, right? right? So so support, you can't afford it, cool. Share their posts. Right. Stop sharing fucking memes yeah. or at least once during the day. And share one of their posts. Exactly. Right. Yep. Uh, get in, like, go, you know, get involved and create community uh, networks after school or after work. Right. There's shit you can do, and I just wrote a, I just had an article published in The Truth About Guns about that. Actually, um, I can send you the link for that if you want. But uh, it's about how um, how you can actually get involved. Right. I don't. When I write articles, I don't just write an article to just say this is this is what you know this is the problem. I actually write about. How, you know what? What's that call to action? What do we need to do? What are those talking points? And especially with gun rights, mm-hmm. and I'm telling y'all, it's it's women. Like mm. they they have the gun control zealots have weaponized women mm. because women. If you think about, it, I actually started writing a book about this, but writing intimidates me. Believe it or not, even though I've been published, still, it still intimidates me women have been the rise and fall of empires throughout centuries
2: mm-hmm.
3: right i mean we're women are incredibly mm-hmm. powerful which is why like here's some controversial shit for you which is why the christians and the why all the major religions oppress like repress us yes. right and and want to want to keep us quieter mm-hmm. <laughs> yes even you good christians out there um go back and read uh, go back and mm-hmm. read the council of the about the council of nicaea mm-hmm. and the 12 chapters that were omitted from the bible they were all about women Um, but, but so because we're so incredibly, Helena Troy, right? Mythological or not? I don't think so. Do I think it was a big horse? No. Do I think that she was absolutely the fall? You bet. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Cleopatra. I mean, but you know, Queen Elizabeth, right? Like, look at her. She took, you know, England from nothing to the most powerful tiny little island in the fucking known world at that time. Yes. Right? So women are, are absolutely one of the most powerful forces and the gun control like that, that that those powers that be, right, the Soros's, the Bloomberg's in this case, they know it,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
3: They know it, and so they've weaponized them. And anytime that women get vocal in any capacity, they push everything that they can to silence them. Enter the NRA and that whole conservative anti-feminist side of it, and they're like, well, we don't want to call. I'm like, you're literally part of the problem. Yes. Like that's, that's part of the problem. You need to be loud. You need to be verbally violent. You need to be out there. And, you know, it's like, they like one of my biggest beat, like, see, I'm on my bullshit. Are you loving this? Cause you ain't got to say shit. This entire time.
2: <laughs> I'm
3: just gonna go so I feel like every single argument I've ever had about gun control is like being, like being thrown down into this one uh podcast. That's
0: okay. <laughs> that's okay. We like it. But,
3: Oh God! It just—it—it absolutely—it just makes me nervous and I totally lost my train of thought because I was giggling at myself. Um, anyway, I'll come back to it. But it's—it's—it's it's, it's irritating to see that, and and how they—they, they, you know, well, wow, we don't want to shake up, you know, feathers, and we don't want to, we don't want. I'm like, but you need to. Yeah. Right. The reason I'm being heard, the reason I get heard outside the echo chamber of the gun of like you all sitting there on each other's podcast saying you're doing something, mm-hmm. is because I'm I'm loud. Right. because i'm in your face because i'm bringing a narrative in that isn't talked about and and you you're not you're oh that that's what it was so their big one of their big arguments on the gun we need to be logic we don't need to be emotional and, and like they are and and aha i've had a couple of them but the biggest aha moment for me with that that video i don't know if you got it yet but that was in when it was after that video i went to the bathroom and this place wherever it was this public place and um i don't you don't have to watch it now but yeah. Um. It. in this yeah. whatever it was that this Kamala Harris was in and there were a bunch of women in there you know kissing her and oh god worship <laughs> this a politician and and I and I was whenever I washed my hands I was playing it cool man I was in my zone and it was awesome and I say no it's really unfortunate I never said shit about um pro con just like in the video you'll see I never said pro con nothing either way mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I said, you know, it's really unfortunate that she wasn't willing to talk to a domestic violence survivor about red flag laws. Right. And I let them open their mouths and start running, which they went immediately into their canned program trained answers, right? You guys know this stuff. This is what they do. And then I looked at them and I said, I'm the domestic violence survivor and a red flag law would keep me from being able to defend myself if my abuser showed back up because he violate, he consistently violated his restraining order. Mm -hmm. and they just went like this oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry that happened to you I can't believe that happened to you and I walked out interestingly enough this entire interaction there was an ABC reporter in the stall and I guess she washed her hands and came flying out the door and she caught me and I had a conversation with her for 10 minutes she was like from LA Mm -hmm. covering the Kamala Harris campaign right because this is before this is when she was still uh Sandbagging the, sandbagging herself because she's a shit a shitbag, uh, right. can, presidential candidate with less than one percent of the vote, um, and couldn't fundraise. So um, she, and that's why she came here because it's super like our attorney general is riding their dick because he's he's got bigger ambitions. <laughs> so, um, but uh, so they just they 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 stopped. So I walked and I, I left and as I'm, I'm driving home and I'm processing this and I'm like, my story right my tragedy is what cracked their their um their barrier their wall right right Mm -hmm. and so i realized in that moment that that the whole argument that we need to use logic and facts and not emotion is absolutely useless right yeah and then we actually have to fight fire with fire because these people everything is done out of emotion right i mean Mm -hmm. you i mean good lord all you have to do is scroll through twitter and like yeah. have a drink first because it's a hot mess twitter's a right. fucking dumpster fire But oh facebook is the, oh facebook is that's just a dumpster fire if you're over 50 it's just terrible <laughs> but um it's it's you can see these people are emotional right everything is emotion and everything yeah. is based on emotion right so throw facts and logic at them all you want and the reason you're not getting anywhere with your arguments is because you're using facts and logic. I get it, right? I'm 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 passionate about that. I believe in that. I agree, but it's not working. And mm. so my aha moment was when I realized that when I was able to get these women right, their need to to be sympathetic to my plight, right, to be the social justice warrior was more important than their gun rights uh, bullshit or their mm. gun control bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was in that moment I realized we need to be, as I like to refer to it when I do a lot of advocacy and talk about this, we need to be, we need to use emotion, but not get emotional.
2: Yeah. Okay.
3: Is it a little bit emotional? Is it manipulative A little bit, but that's what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And the minute that you do that, the minute you track them, did you see that thread by the way on, on, cause it was long on, and, and uh, my friend from FPC texted me the thread, the link, and I read it. And it was a Congressman who's, on his gun control bullshit and this woman's like going on and she's like you know trashing everybody and and he pulled me in Mm -hmm. and i said well i said "Uh, you know it's unfortunate that you feel this way this is my situation as a domestic violence survivor this is how it would affect me i said you don't want a gun cool i said but don't worry my daughter and i will both be there to protect you in case something happens right so she kept talking to me kept talking to me kept talking to me. guess who i'm dming with right now and i'm going to fly out and teach her how to use a gun
1: really Wow.
2: Me. I mean that's that's Because impressive. I
3: took the time to actually not trash her. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm known to I'm I'm a shit talker, right? But you gotta know when to no. do it when you're not gonna get through it, and when you can. Right. And I was watching her and I kept cracking her, cracking her, cracking. It took me over an hour, and I was like totally like I was playing this little game on my phone, which I'm totally kind of addicted to, and uh, which is rare. <laughs> I'm not a big phone or a big game person, but anyway, but uh, I'm into this game. So um I was in my bathtub, not that you guys need to know that, but I'm sitting there and I just boom, boom boom, boom. So she and I are interacting right now about trying to find a date for me to fly out to, to change her mind. She goes, Oh, I think that there's really common ground here somewhere. I'm like, well, you didn't, that's not where you were to begin with. Right. And the reason why is because that shooting, in she's in Colorado and that shooting was, was less than seven miles from where she was actually shopping at the time. So she freaked. I get it. Was she being a little bit dramatic about it? Probably part of the reason she's being a little bit dramatic about it is because she has a bad perception of guns. Right. Sure. But she also has a bad perception of what gun owners are being given to her by the gun control narrative. Right. right. It's And she went there. She's like, and that's, that's why Brandon, my, my friend, it's why he threw me into that conversation. She's like, well, I just don't understand why your gun is attached to your masculinity. <laughs> those are my favorite. If you guys see those tag me in those, I yes. live for those because then I, because I've been in the beauty. I'm, I, I, the beauty industry is one thing, but let's be real about what the beauty industry is. I was in the beauty of women's heads for mm-hmm. 25 years. I know how they think. I know how they react. I know what pushes their buttons in the right way and the wrong way. And I know how to ask the right questions or say the right thing to get them to come forward so that I know uh, where to what direction to take them or whether it's worth. it. I, I spent 25 years perfecting those skills. So that's what I did is I, I made the comment about, you know, that's, it's, I said, it's really disappointing that you made the decision to, to, that you think that this is about masculinity when, and I, and then I hit her with the DV thing. And, and then she, she backed off. Right. So she went from, they're just attached to basically right. The whole it's attached to your dick thing. Like they love that one to me going to show her and, and she wasn't common ground at all. So when I go there, and if, if she actually continues to follow through this, just like my students here, when I teach my students here, and they're thinking, well, this gun law is not bad. And I'm like, are we, is Washington State a duty to retreat state or a castle doctrine state, or is it a, a stand your ground state? Now, because we're, at Washington State's really unusual in that we have some of the strictest gun laws in the country, but we don't have, we don't have a law here that says you have to have a class to get a permit. Hmm. So as awesome as that is, it also creates a hell of a lot of people carrying around guns that don't know the laws. So I get a lot of people, well, we're castle doctrine. If he breaks in, I can shoot him. I'm like, no, we're not.
2: Yeah.
3: So we're duty to retreat? Nope. Not by law. What what do you mean? Now, we're not stand your ground either. We're duty (laughs) to retreat by precedence. We don't have a law. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, that's a hell of a lot worse than an actual law, because now you don't have something you can challenge, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like a law you can challenge. So, and there's never been anything that's put in place for that here in Washington state. And so they go really quiet, right? Mm. And so I ask all of them at the beginning of my class, I say, so do you think that there's such a thing as a a good gun control law or a good gun law or whatever, right? And I, I said, there's no judgment, nobody's judging you. I'm not, I'm not, you know, if anybody else says anything, I will shut them down. I want you to speak freely. Usually 60, 70% of my my people stu- well, yeah, and some of them are like, yeah, but it's, it's going to affect, you know, some people get the logic, but I get a lot of them that are like, oh, yeah, people that are mentally ill shouldn't have a gun, and people that are this and that shouldn't have a gun, and I'm like, okay, right, so I listen to this, right, and then I tell them my story mm-hmm. about how in this state, how I'm suing the state, because 1639 has exactly what 127 has in it. That, that everybody backed off of. And this concern, well, actually, I'm not sure. A lot of people hit it, but they don't understand the bigger ramifications, which is that mental health evaluation, right? Yes. That already exists here. And that's, that is what yes. sent me viral, is in the state of Washington, the minute that I sign a 4,473, it is an automatic waiver of my medical records. And they can look at my medical records. I was beaten and did what I should have done. I went to therapy and I have PTSD on my medical record. Oh. So remember back circling, oh. circle back, let's sake it, let's sake it back to the beginning when we were talking about how things are, are written, but it's more about how policy is not written that's going right. to more impact your life. Mm-hmm. Politicians do that on purpose. So 1639 has that in there, but there's no criteria about what they will approve, what they will deny, what medications are approved or not approved, right? Because uh, smoking cessation meds are usually classified in the antidepressant category, right? Um, My girlfriend had a double mastectomy. She had breast cancer, had double mastectomy and had to have a hysterectomy. And the pill that they had her on for so long that that was a hormone regulator Mm -hmm. was classified as an antidepressant. And I told her, she goes, so when I was on that, I could have been denied a gun. I said, based on what isn't written? Yeah. I said, it's arbitrary, right? If Margaret decides she's pissed at her husband that day and didn't change her fucking hormone patch, (laughs) guess what? You may not get a gun. Wow. And then guess what happens? A year later, they passed red flag laws. And if you think for a minute that if you've been denied the purchase of a gun because they don't think you're mentally stable, do not think for a minute that that isn't going to be, they're not going to put you in the radar for a red flag if there's ever a call made.
2: Right. Right. Right.
3: so, so this is that's what's going on at that at the at the federal level with that cycle with that background check. thing. So that's what threw me into this and it blew my so I tell them all that and they're like, "What? what, what, what? and I said, mm-hmm, right, so then two thirds into the class I ask them again I say do you think that there's such a thing as a good gun control bill and every single I have turned them into like ready to join a militia by the end of it and i'm like this is where you get this is it right this is the change this is where you get them right you get those moderates you get those i don't want to get involved and all of a sudden they're like DMing me going what i wrote this for my senator and i for the or my state representative is it okay should i send this and i'm like send it Mm-hmm. S- send it like a five five six all the way down like and, you know and so this is this is this is where i'm at with this and this is the key so this is what cracks me about the gun rights advocacy world, right is they think that they know what to say mm-hmm. but they don't and hmm. so i'm out there when i became an instructor i'm out there changing these lines and watching these people watching these light bulbs go off right And and, and with anti-gunners, right? And I get them at least to the point where they're going, well, we've got to do something. I said, do you realize that every single law that has been passed has no no data to support whether it's going to work, but your politicians said it to you because we have to do something, but that the only people (laughs) it ends up affecting are people like me? Hmm. Silent, right? And if that's the point, listen, y'all, that's the point where you just stop. OK, don't keep hammering because they're already like you, you've shaken what we call in the industry an OODA loop. Right. Like it's a it's a it's a whole thing. But you like, hit them with shit that they're not used to hearing. Right. Mm. So the minute that you start to see a little bit of resistance verbally or even body language wise, just drop it. Right. Mm. And I promise you, if you don't keep going at them when they have a question about gun control, they will come back to you.
2: Hmm, really?
3: And now you become a resource and not an adversary. It took me one all-left feminazi nut job that was 56 years old. You know, Miss, you know, uh I fucking went and put the fucking pussy on her head in, in DC and the whole shit five years ago or whatever it was. Right. Right. Um, i I had worked on her for, for a year, and then I let her listen to my speech that I gave on the Capitol Lawn in DC, where I actually in great detail broke down not everything but some of the abuse that I went through, why I have crowns on my teeth, why I couldn't eat for a week because my mouth was cut up, my broken ear, my fractured nose and and stuff. And I, I went through that and I, 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 I let her watch that speech. And then she looked at me and she was mad. And she goes, I would have fucking shot him. <laughs> and I just got real calm and I looked at her and I said, would you? And she went real quiet. And I said, would you have shot him? She goes, well, yeah, I would have to save my life. I would have, I said, Okay. And I let it go. Hmm. A week later she ran into me and I was in my workout clothes. So I was kind of printing. And she's like, What's going on in your hip there? You know, and we were kind of she's pulled. Back, I said it's my gun. And she goes, I said, Do you want to see it? And she goes, Yeah, I, I do so i pulled it out <laughs> cleared it out and i put it in her hand and she says i i could and it's a little it was my i have a my everyday carry that i call abigail adams all my guns are named after badass women in american history <laughs> I like so it. i can tell the story of real feminism and american hero female heroism um through the story of my guns nice. but uh anyway it's it's a little i don't have it in here it's it's upstairs but um it's my it's a sig uh little 238 right so it's a little 380 and so it's tiny and i put it in her hand right because she's thinking this right mm-hmm. right this is her perception of guns right yep, right right so um, I put this little little two uh, little three eighty in her hand, and she looks up at me. And she goes, "I could do this," and I said, "Could you?"
1: <laughs> nice. And
3: that was it, right? I had her. So, so you can do it, right? But the but the gun the people in the gun rights advocate, and I because I just went through a bunch of this bullshit today, um, actually. I was almost afraid I was going to make it on, so I'm glad that I was able to shut some of it down because I mean I've been my whole day was wasted dealing with with all this bullshit and and me calling some people out and, and getting attacked and yeah, fuck you, them, I don't care. You, you but, had me um,
0: highly concerned that you weren't going to make it because you were like no, I'm
3: on a phone call like I was like, unless something serious unless something serious had come down I wouldn't have screwed you like that. Yeah. Um, And if that were the case, I would at least uh, like, like had somebody lined up as a backup plan for Mm you. I don't, I'm not that big of a dick. So, um, I'm a dick to a point, not a fault. So, um, (laughs) the, but they think that they have the answers and the minute that you're like, no, that's not it. And then you call them out. They don't like it. Mm -hmm. So until all of those people are gone, to be really honest with you, because they're never going to come around. Let's Mm -hmm. just be real about it. It's not going to happen. Right. So until until they're gone, in however capacity that they're gone, this is the problem that Gen Xers um is, but to a certain degree, but especially the millennials and the Gen Zers are, are gonna have that are more libertarian and, and free-thinking minded. Um and, and that's more the way, honestly, that even I, I think um, and I, I've not studied this extensively, but I feel like the Republican Party tends to be leaning more that way. Mm-hmm um and that tends to be the new conservative right tends to be more of that you know it's the it's the it's the financially uh and fiscally conservative and socially liberal person right
2: yes yes. so um
3: but we're going to continue to have this struggle and it's it's not because it's like somebody has said earlier that i was talking to that said oh we've got these people you know um and they want to do it this way and they want to do it their way and all these gun rights organizations and none of them can come together with a cohesive plan i'm like you're right I said they're not going to because they all want to control that narrative. But more importantly, it ain't about that. It's about that old guard not wanting to create the bridge to these new people and reach out and see things the way they want to see them. Mm. And it's that kids these days and fuck these boogaloo boys and all this stuff. And I was like, I ended up on the fucking TV as the face of the as the mother of the goddamn boogaloo on Fox News when I was at a when I was at a reopen rally. And the picture. This was my little lesson in learning what stock photos mean. is now my picture has been used in several places because i'm standing next to a friend of mine who has a boogaloo patch on his backpack yeah and all of a sudden i'm now the face of the fucking boogaloo which is how the media spins shit right yeah Yeah. so the mother of the boogaloo i like to call it yeah if, if
0: if you're um if if today at least within the last year if you are a uh a gun supporter in any way you're clearly a boogaloo or uh, a, prou- oh, a proud right. boy or something like that along those right.
3: lines. right which is which is funny because the proud boys I actually know them <laughs> and uh they're not I mean Enrique's a little like, well he ended up being an informant I guess Some, <laughs> some not, I don't know if it was Enrique but one of them did but um I don't know them like I know them
2: mm. but I
3: don't know them because I know Patriot Prayer guys and they're not informants uh but um the, the the misconceptions of who these people are is is absolutely crazy and this this takes me back around to how both sides do this too right so yeah i didn't know you then um and i don't know if you know this or not about me but um do you remember the the man aaron j danielson that was murdered um in portland by uh the antifa guy i i, uh,
0: I heard of it June? yeah i heard of it
3: okay well he was a close personal friend of mine
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh Every they're the Trump supporter, Trump supporter, Trump supporter, and I'm like, he wasn't. He was he was about as anti-government as it got, um, and was and 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 he I know of I of all the things that I know that he's pissed about. I know for a fact that he is not. He is his wherever he is in the universe. He isn't mad that he died. Um, he's, I can tell you that he's pissed for being called a Trump supporter, though.
2: <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> and then his that
3: legacy is being left that he's a Trump supporter. Mm. Um, but that's, that's so both, and that's what kills me is right. Both sides do this, but I think the people that are, are, I feel that are, and maybe it's just because I'm in the gun world and it tends to be a very conservative, uh, um, conversation. So it might be a little bit of an echo chamber for me, but I feel like they're the worst at, at denying how narrow-minded they are
2: right no so, i get
3: it and and that they can be just as hypocritical as a lot of the democrats now yeah they're not quite as bad on a lot of issues i will say that especially the race issue um um but overall it's it's pretty bad so, so i i just i don't i don't get it
0: <laughs> so before we, as before we wrap this up, I, I want to get back a little bit to some of these the, the whole proposed gun laws or that at least the push for it that's going on right now because that's the reason why we're talking about this right now is this whole giant push for, once again, for extreme gun control laws. And it begs to question, because you see it all over social media, do, do gun control laws actually do jack shit because the state of Colorado has some of the more strict gun laws and they've had how many mass shootings in the last since Columbine in the last twenty five years, or twenty years, however long ago that was, twenty three years.
3: Well, a mass shooting has been redefined um, over the over the years. So in the seventies, a mass shooting by the FBI was, I believe, it was five, not counting the shooter, mm-hmm. to be killed. And now a mass shooting is defined as two plus. Oh, the, the, uh, well, that's if, a if mass the, shooting. Uh huh. Right. So the 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 goalpost has changed to be able to inflame the numbers, right? Right. I mean, so if we're really going by that, um, do you know how many mass shootings actually happen every day in Chicago?
0: Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about before, or maybe when we first got you on, was that there's this all this national coverage of all these like every single shooting that's going on, like this one in Philadelphia. Yeah. I didn't even read the story because I'm just so sick of hearing about them now. Which is where where we are as a country. We're just um disillusioned to it or um just numb to it um but the national coverage of a shooting on the streets in philadelphia it's like how many ma- how many shootings on the streets of chicago happen every single freaking day that don't get coverage because mm. typically it doesn't fit the narrative of uh the the white guy that goes in and shoots up a church or a school or a or a muslim temple or something like that so i mean just the fact that they're making it so public now every single shooting it is obviously an agenda-driven thing because we're not seeing national coverage of every single Chicago um, shooting that happens. We're not seeing national coverage all the time. Up until they start proposing these these gun control laws, then all of a sudden, oh, look at this. There's been seven mass shootings in the last seven days. I saw that. What that was the yeah. day of the Colorado shooting. It was like this is the seventh mass shooting in seven days. And it's like, but but really, because when you read some of them, it's like you said. Um, they've completely changed our perception of mass shootings. And it's like, well, this guy like, um, shot somebody in, uh, like at a party or a bar or something, he got drunk and shot a guy and shot himself. It's like, is that really a mass shooting? And
3: so that was, um, Ben Shapiro a while back broke down. There was, uh, you know, we've had 14 shootings in you know, in three months, this was a few years back, whatever year it was, I think it was 2018, And Ben Shapiro broke, he actually went in and pulled the cases of what every single one of them was. And he broke them down. And, and, you know, they're happening in our schools and this and that. And the two of them, where they said they called them school shootings, they were actually not in the school. One of them was a cop who shot a suspect who was fleeing from them. And and he turned around to attack them. And he was on the road near the school. But it wasn't even in the school. Right. So it's, and that's like, it goes back to that like the, the mom's demand and their uh, a domestic violence victim is five times more likely to die if there's a gun in the house. Right, right? It's, it's, it's how they manipulate that mm-hmm. language. And it's, it's frustrating to me to watch even gun people are very naive and easily manipulated by that language as well because they're not reading between the lines. Like everybody's like the, one of the things that makes me absolutely bonkers about social media is how everybody will automatically share an article based on the headline. Mm-hmm. right right and which the ones that really make me nuts are the ones that share articles from two or three years ago because they're too fucking lazy to read the the, <laughs> yes. even the date before they share something right so and and so and republicans and conservatives are really bad about that mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're really really bad about it and um and more like they and i mean that let me let me let me let me let me, let me, let me, let me explain that both sides are bad about it that i feel like the right is more in denial about doing it. that's that's better about more what i wanted to say but particularly about about that gun about that right the gun mass shootings so um a domestic violence case where the guy kills her like they, we had one here and it was classic it, it wasn't classified as a mass shooting because it was just uh, her and him right but the way that they spun the whole thing um They shot, they tried to use that, but they they that went away really quick. But he she was trying to get out of her abusive situation and he he shot her in a in a gun-free zone, Mm -hmm. sitting in the school. But um that they love to so they'll throw into those mass shooting numbers a domestic violence case where he has shot her, the kids, and himself or, or whatever, right? So they'll throw those numbers into the mass shooting as well. So the reality is that you're probably more likely to be hit by lightning twice in your lifetime than you are to actually be involved in a a no shit actual random mass shooting, right? Mm. Um you're you're probably more likely to be at at Costco and the guy in the butcher shop loses his shit and starts chasing people with a knife. right? Right. It's just like I love how they, you know, we need to stop teaching men how to rape and and nobody needs guns and women don't need uh, you know, they don't, you know, they're bad guys, they're always like trying to, you know, assault women and and I'm like, they don't use guns yeah. to do that. Like, they're loud, right? right. They're not going to shoot you, right? How many times do you ever hear of a story about a woman being sexually assaulted or raped at gunpoint?
2: Right, right, right.
3: How many times do you ever hear of a woman being raped or sexually assaulted, kidnapped, whatever, at knife point?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're calling right? for n- knife so,
3: laws. So, Bill's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I have this cute Bill's like, oh. Yeah, so... The, it, but they, but they, so we have to kind of do that advocate, not adversary thing in those cases and just kind of plant a seed, right? Mm-hmm. And some people you're going to get through to and some you're not, but sadly, and it's like my friend, Dan, I was talking to earlier today, like our, per, our perception of, of gun rights, he was anti-gun and he was in a situation where he almost got killed, a violent situation. And so he's, he's is like me, he's a zero fucking compromise, you know, end of story, right? There's it, 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 right? Come and take it. And, and he and I, a lot of people that are in this gun rights narrative, and all of these politicians, let's be clear, right, they're protected by bodyguards that are armed, ironically. Kamala Harris, by the way, uh, is a gun owner and, and concealed carrier herself.
0: Of course she is. So she's
3: <laughs> a giant hypocrite. Right. But, um, you know, they, they try to do this narrative from this place where they've never had to actually experience violence. And you know what? God bless them. And I'm not being funny. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Good for you that you've never been in a situation where you've legitimately felt scared for your life and you've needed to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. And that goes for whether you're pro-gun, anti-gun or whatever. I'm so glad for you. And I, I genuinely mean that. I'm not being shitty. Good for you that you've never been in that situation because it is awful.
2: Right. To when, when
3: you're being held down and, and you're starting to get dizzy because you're ready to pass out because you're being choked out or, you know, your teeth are cracked or, you know, or whatever. So good for you. But those are the same people on both sides that are fighting. And 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 until you've been in that situation, I just don't think that I, I don't think that you understand guns and, and gun rights as, as well as you possibly could. Like we had a, a local news guy here in Seattle, when all the Antifa bullshit—which, by the way, all of that is still going on up here—a lot of people don't know that—but all that shit is still going. I'm telling you, yeah, if it kicks off, it redacted, it's going to be a, it's going to be Washington yep. or Oregon. It's I I, I probably Oregon. It's going to kick off in Oregon. But um, the there was he couldn't get into his apartment because the building the bottom he lived in one of those multi-use things, you know, and he couldn't get in because the building below was on fire and they had blocked everything off and he couldn't get in and he he was on Twitter and he's like, well, maybe I should get a gun. Mm-hmm. And he was anti-gun, like laughing, like fucking gun nuts, you know, one of those guys. And so everybody was laughing at him and trashing him and poking fun at him. And I was like, and I just said, you know what? I said it's unfortunate that you had uh, had this experience. I said I'm a firearms instructor, and if you decide you want to make this decision to to move forward and, and learn how to use a gun, let me know, and, and I'll come teach you for free.
1: Wow, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, and he, I don't know what he ever ended up doing. He, I actually DM'd him. I talked to him a little bit in DM, and. And uh, whether he ended up doing it or not with somebody, I I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that was a moment, right? And because so many of these people had never experienced violence, right? Right, right. uh, right? They're just like, ah, fuck you, motherfucker. You had your chance. And I I get you. Believe me. Part of me is, I'm petty. I I get it. Mm, Right. But that was a moment, right? That dude was scared.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
3: And sometimes that's what it takes before. And unfortunately, that's what it takes before people finally realize that, these politicians are are look like at, right? These are the same people right now they're telling you that they want to take away your guns.
0: Mm-hmm. They
3: literally put a fucking fence around your building.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Well, Carrie, we are out of time for this this episode here. This is a completely different perspective of gun rights or pro gun than you see from the mainstream media yeah. or from really anybody that's pushing for or against guns. You don't really typically see you never see the side mm-hmm. of like uh, an abuse victim or somebody like that. It's just right. like, well, w- what would you do in my situation then if you don't have a gun? And it's like people that want to give advice for parenting when they've never had a fucking kid in their life. It, it's yeah. just like if you don't have a kid, you can't give advice on parenting. If you've never been in a spot where you've had to defend yourself, you don't. You can't really give too much information on self defense.
1: Yeah. Right. and your perspective right. on the mental health and and you know the the background checks yeah i mean that's something a lot of people don't think about right is that anything can be used to look back as mental health
0: yeah um i don't know if you want to continue to rant we can do some bonus content if you if you're really feeling like going on because i can keep <laughs> talking i don't know if you got time or not bill but um if, if you want to do some bonus content um let me know we can i can do for over. a few minutes yeah i can that's do that. Fine. We, we've got a couple minutes. Do you got a couple minutes? I got a couple All right, minutes. I'm going to end this main episode then. I'm going to send you a new link for that bonus episode. We'll maybe dig into some stuff that um, you piqued my attention on that didn't really fit into the main episode. So um, let me send you that link, and we'll get back into it. Otherwise, everybody else, um, thank, thanks for uh, showing up. Um, this is Carrie again. Um, she is the f- um, founder of We the Female. Tell us, tell us where we can find all the information about you, Carrie
3: so we we the female.net uh and feel free to you can donate there if you'd like um i also have uh you can find me on instagram at sotolados and shotguns that's my shit posting and very political page we the female underscore official on ins, on uh, instagram that is my the the page where i do all of the the work the domestic all of the the advocacy work um you can find me on facebook for now um, and, uh, on both of those as well, we, the female and, uh, stilettos and shotguns. And then I'm on Twitter as the real S underscore N underscore S.
0: Perfect. Check out Carrie. Um, and like I said, out before I'll post all the shit on, uh, the show notes so you can find, um, anything you want about her or anything that she talked about, um, Check us out on social media. Share this episode around. If you heard something that you had no idea about like we did, share it around because there's other people that probably have not heard that. Um, We're going to get back here this weekend for the weekend wrap-up, so um, be sure to check that out. Otherwise, um, enjoy the rest of your week. Carrie, we will talk to you in just a couple minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for
3: having me on, and thanks, everyone.
0: Yep. Have a good week.
1: the break the bell podcast is brought to you by you so pat yourself on the back because without you we would be talking to ourselves a special thanks to our patreon members remzo and justin a shout out to our sponsors goulash media on the run with remzo w martinez podcast and van Zot media if you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com/breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your earholes and as always never stop talking.